everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. Hey. hey. CB wait, Gold. Wait, wait, no, no. Boom, boom. Corn dog in the room. <laughs> yeah. How you guys doing? <laughs> CB Gold's here. We have Jake Ellenberger coming pretty soon oh, uh, nice. in the house. Also on the phone, we're going to have Kelvin Gastelum. Wow. Who is fighting Donald Cerrone at Woo. UFC 205 on the prelims. That's fucking bullshit. That's fucking weird. We're going to talk about wait, that. Wait, what? Wow, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. And then we have Nick Newell, uh, who is a one-arm fighter who recently retired at, with like a 10-2 and two record or something, or 10-1. Yeah, wasn't, uh, he, uh, wasn't he WSOF champion yeah, WSO, for a Yeah, he was, he was the man. Uh, dude had one arm. and uh, That's pretty impressive. One of now, the best guillotines around, too. I know that, that, <laughs> it's true. No, I'm not kidding. No, like, I know. It just sounds, of it, all the it, things you were about to say, you would expect leg locks, like incredible kicks. For you to go incredible guillotine, that's just not the phrase. And one hell of an elbow. Dude, there was one WSOF card that had like, first it was like Nick Newell, right, who had one arm fighting. And then the next fighter was Matt Hamill, who's deaf, right? And then after that, it was a guy who was a crime fighter who dresses up as, as like oh, a... Phoenix Jones. Yeah, who, I'm like, and I'm like, to me it's normal. But I'm like, if you're just flipping through the channels, you're like, what the fuck kind of league is it? <laughs> and, and next fight, they're going to have Mark Zupin. Who's the murder ball player in his really? wheelchair? No, uh, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's rolling you know, that, his ass That's the, the problem, CB, with you in comedy. It's so hard to tell the difference. Your tonality is exactly the same yes. between rock, rock serious, and completely joking. And so it's tough to tell. But that was a funny one. Yes. Uh, so um, I get one in every so often. Every now and again. By the way, if you like our podcast, we are on Tip a Fighter. You can throw us money. We will gladly take it. Uh, the more money we get, the more podcasts we can do per week. Uh, the more stuff we can get, we can do video, the whole thing. We're, we're trying to raise money for all that stuff. All right. Uh, my week. Uh, well, Thursday, I did the Ice House. Uh, Eves came. Eves Edwards came uh, to yeah, my yeah. show. That was awesome. And, it, you know. Did you put him on stage? No. No, you did not put Eves on <laughs> you stage. You seem to have a habit of putting fighters on stage. No, you know what? A lot of these fighters, they want to become comedians. Yeah. And, and I mean, Eves is funny. He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. And he, he, he brought his wife. It was his birthday the day after. And I had a good set. But I did get the check spot, and it was like, fuck Ugh. it. It was like 11 comics. I'm number nine. I'm like, that's weird. I'm number nine. And then I go on to drop all the checks. I'm like, motherfucker. And then... And then was the, this in the main room of the Ice The house? main room. And I'm at the, When did they start doing a nine-person show in the main room of the Ice It house? was something where everyone was doing like 10 minutes or something. And then I, I go on. Arsenio Hall was on, which is pretty right. cool. Uh He's but a I'm, nice guy. But it's always funny because like, it's so funny. It's like I always want – whenever I have fighters come, I get extra nervous because I want them to see me kill. Right, 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 right. And, like I get more nervous for fighters seeing me than comedians or actors or casting directors. It's like the fighters I want to impress for some odd reason. And it was fine. It was cool. But the owner of the club was watching too or the, the booker. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, guys, pay your checks. I wanted the booker to know that I was that doing – you were doing a great job. Uh, yeah, at, yeah. The, at the check spot. Right. Uh, but so that was cool. And then I did flappers afterwards, and there was probably nine people there. But and I, I was headlining. Uh, but it was a good nine. It was one of those things where oh, that's good. Was, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You wind up having a great time anyway. Yeah, and then uh, then Friday I drove to Fresno to do a show, and it was one of those things where uh, Bree is from Fresno, my fiance. So she's yeah. like, "Great, we'll have a weekend. We'll see your family." And then Bree has to work. Because she was working the Ambrose Slut Walk, I don't know if you know about this. It's a no, I, it's it's a thing where I don't know how I missed it. It's for girls who have been slut shamed, and they have this like rally downtown L.A. Where oh my god, this is like 
Like, like if all the girls from Tinder just showed up in one location. No, no, no. It's not. The, but it's girls who, uh, who like just because I'm dressed like this doesn't make me a slut. Or uh, again, they, not asking all, for it or no means no. Getting or, them all together in one place. <laughs> you just, I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. That's what I'm hearing. No, no. You have to see the pictures. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a little different. Uh, it's, but, but it's it's positive because you know, I mean. Uh, I guess there are guys out there that go, oh, you know, she's she shouldn't be dressed like that if she doesn't want to get you know harassed. And well, and and, and I should say, I'm not slut shaming here. Yeah. I slut praise. Yes, we are. We are. We are supportive <laughs> of sluts. It's completely. I am there in full support of whatever shade of slut they may be, from very little to max. I've gotten over many breakups thanks to sluts. You're goddamn right. Because when it, when you when you get out of a relationship, like people always say, man, I got dumped. Honestly. If you get dumped, bang a six or yeah, a seven exactly. or an eight, well, just, or two or five. Just get it out of your system. <laughs> I love the way your lowest numbers are six, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll go one point eight, negative forty-seven. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have any coke in me? Uh, but that's the best way to clear your head. That yeah. really is. It really is. I say it all the time. Listen, if you haven't gotten laid in a long, because you get that look in your eyes. Yes, we don't realize it, but the girls see that look. That look. That's the look. The, the that's CB right, look. CB. Yes. CB just gave me the golden, golden eye gold. <laughs> And he goes, <laughs> the golden, golden eye gold. I don't know what look you're talking about. Is it the look that you want to bury their body under your basement? Um, so, no, it isn't, CB. Um, but it's that desperation look, and girls sense it. And they don't want to give it to you because they're like, if I fuck this dude, he needs it to. He'll be following me around everywhere. Yes. So you got to go get that look off your face. Yes. And the only way to do that is get somebody either fucking get it in there. And I say, if you have to, get a hooker. Don't be ashamed. You know, get a uh, handy, something, you know, just to get that look well, off Well, there's face. nothing worse than, like, thinking you're going to get laid. And, like, you get back to, like, your place with the girl. And then she's like, nah, you just seem like you want it too much. Or, 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 they, or they, they see that look in your eye. And like, no, you just, it's too easy. And you're just like, oh, God. So you're right. That look, you yeah, know. Exactly. That look. That's they why call guys them, who get a lot of ass get a lot of ass because they don't have that look in their they face. They call them slump busters, so, so some of these girls. <laughs> uh, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like you have to just get it out of the way. You, you know, a lot of times. So, yeah, that's, that's that. Anyway, so I go to Fresno. I drive to, I'm like doing this gig in Fresno and I'm on stage and it's a very Mexican crowd, fun, fun Mexican crowd. You could tell that one guy was like cheating on his girlfriend or something or just got over it because there was a girl in the crowd just staring at him the whole time to see what he was laughing at. And I'm like, dude, she does not trust you. I'm like, you, I'm like, I'm like, you fucked up somewhere. He's like, yeah, dude, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> which, which yeah, yeah. She was just staring at him the entire time. So while I'm on stage, I didn't realize in Fresno they have dog friendly bars. Okay. You could bring your dog to the bar. So I'm on stage, and these two huge dogs start rushing the stage. And I'm like... They what just the- turned them loose? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I understand me allowing a dog, but I'm just like, go get them, boy. It's the running of the German Shepherds. They, yeah, they were huge dogs. And I'm like, well, this is a rough crowd. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like man, don't let... I'm like, rest, rest in peace, rough crowd. I'm like, don't let anyone in this crowd. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, in two-bow minimum? I had all these nice. dog jokes. But I'm like, who... I'm like, did, did he show his ID at the door? I didn't realize. And then the guy goes... 
The guy goes, hey, you know, kudo, whatever. He comes over and gets the dogs, runs them back. Ten minutes later, the dogs come back. I'm like, you're the worst dog catcher in the history of fucking dog. <laughs> what is this, Scooby-Doo? Like, what the fuck is going on? They're just releasing the fucking dogs. Yeah, they were sweet. I ended up petting them while, during my set. Like, they came <laughs> no, up with You know what? And here's the, that's why you're such a great veteran comedian, because you <laughs> roll with it. Yeah. So many guys just can't, young comedians in particular, can't, because they haven't done enough shows. They haven't run into enough shit. You want to do enough shit, you realize your best bet is to roll with it yeah. instead of trying to ignore it or fight against it. And so you're great at that. Like, all this weird shit happens to you. And I will say this. You're a magnet for weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have nearly this much weird shit. Maybe it's because I'm so loud and aggressive that I just repulse everything. I don't know. But you are a magnet for weird shit happening during your shows. Although I did have that one lesbian try and beat me up. So yes. that, But that that's what great. makes the opening segment of this podcast so amazing. Because at every show, you know, there's something hilarious that goes Something on. ridiculous happened to he Adam just, on the road. And he just yeah. fields it like... Like nothing, like no, nothing you, happened. You got, you got to roll with the punches. What am I going to do? I mean, they were, they were cute dogs. I was actually yeah. happy to pet them. No, and I, I could, in my mind, I'm envisioning and it. I, could, and I want to do it, and I could tell the crowd liked me better because they saw yeah. how nice I was to the dogs. Yeah. You know? So, so that was cool. And then I, I did a show on Saturday. I did, I did Saturday and Sunday at the, at the comedy store, and uh, and I, you know, comedy store. It's like I want to have, a, I want to do well. You know, yeah. I'm always want to do well. So I'm on stage, and there's this girl that I recognize, and I could tell she was a porn star. That like, but I, I knew I knew her from somehow. I couldn't remember how I knew her. Uh, so, but but she was very very sweet. Hey, how's it going? So then I had invited her to a show recently because I, I go through all my. I mean, I promote shows, you know. Yeah. And if you get porn stars in the crowd, you'll get better comics. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and yeah. people will like, and they have a lot of followers, and, yeah. and I, I find the porn community is very accepting to comedy. Yeah, like they, 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 they really come out. Well, who are they to judge? They, that and well, same for us. Yeah, who are we to judge? But they come out and they laugh, and they're usually laughing at the dirtiest shit ever. They don't get offended by anything, um, and. I find that for some reason, porn stars, you know, they also, a lot of porn stars want to be mainstream. Like they want to, yeah. they want to be, you know, and don't get invited to shit. So right. anyway, this one girl who I invited to a show a couple weeks ago, I sent you the text. I go, Hey, yeah. want to come to the show? And she said on Tuesday and she said, sorry, I'm doing my first anal scene, uh, that day. <laughs> And then afterwards, my friends are all taking me out for dinner to celebrate my first anal scene. And I, which I didn't know how to respond to because I never, no one ever told me that that was yeah. never. I never got that excuse for why they can't come to a show. At least they got the sequential order right. Didn't take her out for dinner first, and then she goes and does anal. That would probably end up bad. Good point, CB. That's a, that was actually pretty you, funny. You want to give us the statistics on that? Or? <laughs> when you, when you do that, eighty eight percent of the time you wind up shitting on the dick, and then and then ten percent of the time you wind up farting and shitting on the dick, and then two percent of the time. It's like a second meal. Have you ever done anal with anybody? Of course, I've. In fact, I only do anal. Really? Yes, but they're neither alive or awake. <laughs> you fuck dead girls in the ass. You can't really say they're girls because it's really just the midsection of their bodies. I, I like to cut off the torso first. That has no use for me, and then the legs, and then that little stump, like when you buy it at the at the porn store, but yes. it's real, right? And then I just fuck that. Oh wow, that's uh, that sounds very like a good Friday night to you. It's nice because if it's an Asian girl, sometimes you can just go all the way through. Wow, that's that's okay. Yes, so uh, I don't know how to tell this girl like break a leg. What, uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Like fucking break a rectum? And like, what do you say when a girl says she's doing anal? Anyway, I saw yeah. her. She came to the show, uh, and then la- last night, how did her anal go? Did she have to bring like a little seat pad or? 
Was uh, she able to just... I, I didn't ask. I didn't ask, how, how's your was anus? She, was she sitting on a donut? And that's what, Exactly. Did she bring like a little neck pillow and sit on that? And then last night I'm on stage and uh, I'm on at the HaHa. Ha. I'm hosting like their, their contest show. They have a Monday night contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these new comics have this contest where who could have the best set. And... Uh, I, there was a, there was actually a good crowd. Sometimes those crowds suck. They're just there to support their friends and they're yeah. judgy. This one was good. It was young, young people. But there was this Asian girl uh, with this black guy next to her and then some other like hipster across from her. So I'm like, oh, is that your boyfriend, the, this uh, black gentleman? And then she's like, I wish instead I'm dating him. And then pointed to her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> shit. Which was the exact reaction of everyone in the crowd. Like, yeah, no kidding. Say that. That's one way to, to end a relationship. I mean, you literally witnessed the breakup. That was the breakup. She she was obviously already pissed at him for something. So Jake Ellenberger is here. Uh, CB, could get you Jake? Thanks, man. Uh, yes. Where's, uh, wait a minute. So where's Joe? Joe is in Did school. You... Uh, Joe has a podcast, by the way, that CB listened to. Oh, you got Okay. Okay. He has his own podcast. It's just him. Yeah, for an hour. Okay. <laughs> so, so he, sounds like my fantasy football <laughs> podcast. I have no guests. Really? Yeah, I have no. It's just me going through all the stats and doing. How are you doing in your league? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, I outcoached myself and took some took a loss the other week that I absolutely should have won. But you drafted Romo, right? No. Didn't you say you got Tony Romo in the draft? Oh, actually, I did in one draft. I did draft Romo. That's right, because I wanted Andrew Luck in the third, and the guy two. Two uh, places in front of me got him, and then I wanted Brady in the fifth. The guy right in front of me got him. You got and Romo. So then I was stuck. So then I got Romo, but I managed to pick up some. Let me see. In that league, unfortunately, in that league, yeah, that's been tough with the quarterbacks ever since. I have since since I didn't get since I got Romo. I wound up with Flacco, who's garbage. Well, I mean, he's just hot and cold. Like he'll throw over three hundred yards, but also have two interceptions. How many leagues are you in? Two. Two leagues. Two leagues. Now, when you get a guy like, I don't know anything about fantasy football, but you get a guy like Romo as you, in your league, and he, he gets injured for the season, are you just fucked? No, not at all. No, you, you hopefully you haven't backed up. I mean, you're supposed to have two quarterbacks anyway, generally. Right. Some guys don't believe in it. I tried to do a, 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 go without a second quarterback one year and really fucked myself. And so in that league, I had backed him up with Tyrod Taylor, who did pretty well, but I ended up trading him out for Trevor Simeon because, of course, the Denver defense. I think he has better opportunities, great receivers. And he's, tri- proved, he's shown himself to be a pretty steady Freddy guy. I mean, the guy fucking delivers. I mean, he is an extraordinary. He's not elite. But you're going to get at least 20 points from him every week. We can week. hear more about Greg's podcast <laughs> on football uh, podcast yeah. on what? On SoundCloud. Fantasy football, harsh reality. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about the UFC Portland. Uh, that was, dude, this was one of those things where, talk about betting. I had a $50 parlay. This is your fault, by the way. Because <laughs> I actually, I listened to the last podcast where I had five fighters I was going to pick. And you talked me out of it. Uh, <laughs> You, what if I told you never go with what I said? No, you said to me, don't bet. You're hot. You're on a roll. Maybe sit this week out. And you told it to me it's like seven or eight times. And I, and I, and I would have made the bets, and I didn't. I didn't bet, and every one of my picks came through. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, Greg. Like, well, because like, you also wanted to go with five, and you're only supposed to go with three. You, even, even if I, I could have picked any three out of the five, I would have won every single guy. Would have won. And I would have had, I would have won three, four hundred dollars. Okay. Cause I was uh, going, it was like favorites uh, out of a hundred. It wasn't like I was going to make five thousand, but still I would have won had I not listened to you. In fact, I was with two of my friends in the car listening to the podcast. Like, wow, Greg really talked you out of this. Like, 
And then I, and I was a little stoned, so I'm like, you think he did that on purpose? Like, he wants me to not win? They're like, no, I just think he gives bad advice. Like, that was the whole thing. So, I think they're right about that. I think we've learned not to listen to me. I so this was- time, I'm like, fuck Greg, go with my gut. So I had a four-fight parlay going in. I had Andre Feely, was my under, uh-huh. and then I had John Dodson, I had Will Brooks, and I had uh, so and I, I had, was only off by a week. And Ooh, I had Smoka. Lewis Smolka, right? So I'm like, so Philly wins. He's yeah. the only under out of that four. Was he He's the only underdog. Yeah. He wins. Okay. Now I'm like, fuck. I got I got a five, two five to ones, and a three to one. I'm like, fuck. Are you? They all lose. Yeah. The only one who won was my underdog, and all three favorites fucking lost. You so, know why? Because, because I, you put money on it. Yeah. Right? The other week, when you, you all five won because you didn't put money on it. If you put a dime on it, they would have all lost. Uh, well, anyway, Jake Ellenberger just showed up. Jake Ellenberger. Uh, we we got, we got to cover UFC Portland, but first, Jake has a big fight. Underdog night. Jake, how are I'm you, man? Good, man. Yeah, uh, good. You're fighting Masvidal. I am. Ultimate Fighter finale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. December third, uh, third, yeah, in Las Vegas. What, what, what casino? Uh, wow, the Palms. At the yeah. Palms. Yeah. Are, are you excited or what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vegas is a way better place than Mexico City. That dump or uh, the Philippines. They originally wanted us to fight in the Philippines too, but it was it was too quick. So, are you the main event? No, I don't think so. You should be. I don't think and so. Now you versus Masvidal is a good fight. Masvidal <laughs> is a tough guy. He's tough. But I, I honestly think this is a good. Big guy beating a good smaller guy, uh, not as big guy. Because Masvidal not that small. No, Masvidal is coming up from fifty five, yeah, and you're coming down from two forty. So, uh, two o two around. Is that two. what you walk around at? No, not right now. I was. I got up to about two hundred, two o three. Two o three. What do you weigh now? Oh, probably like one ninety three. One ninety three. So you, yeah. you got. I mean, you got cut twenty three pounds. Oh yeah, till till then, yeah. By December, yeah, yeah that's easy. no problem. Now Masvidal's a tough guy. Uh, how we how we training for him? Been training. I just picked up where I left off. You know, it's it's uh, you know my 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 focus is still on me. I mean, I, we have so many good good guys in the gym that are that have fights coming up. But uh, yeah, well, the m- momentum is is uh, moving forward. Now we're not going back to Edmund, right? No Edmund. Um, no, not, I mean not at the moment. No. Oh, good. Okay, okay. Then you're, yeah. you're gonna win. Wait a All minute. my money's no, on no, you. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Not at the moment, no. It's one of those... Amp- Look at your guilty face. Wait, you're not thinking about coming back to Edmund, are you? No, why, why are we talking about Edmund? Okay, all right. No, no but he said that like when a girl is broken up with an abusive guy and you're like, you're not going back. Well, no, not right, not right now. <laughs> planning to get back together. It sounded like... You're probably, you want to fuck Edmund again. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Jake's at King's MMA. I am uh, And our training partners are who? Good. Yes. Uh, dos Anjos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dos Anjos, uh, Benil, the Roos. There's, there's a lot. I mean, Kelvin? Yeah, Kelvin. Bubba. There's, there's Bubba. a good... Bubba's there. Exactly. I mean, he keeps going. There's a lot of, like, 55, 70, even 85s there. I mean, it's, it's good. It's do you think room right do you, how, Speed advantage. Who has the speed advantage? For who? For my fight? Yeah. He's quick, you know. He he's definitely a quick guy, but uh, yeah, I I I will surprise him. I think I'll surprise him. Has he ever been finished? I don't I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked him up that I much. Know he hasn't, I don't think he's been knocked out. We go way back. Like it, funny enough, I used to he, he we fought in the same organization in Bodog. Wow, back in the day, like wow, back in, that's uh, a real long time. Okay. Yeah, like like if, it's funny if you remember when uh, like chael fought in bodog um I, I did actually we both fought on the same card in russia st petersburg russia Moscow wow and i and we hung out you know that's when i first met him. this is back in like 2006 seven maybe right but uh yeah no I, I mean i've known him for a while was he your first choice 
for like they give you a, a, a oh, list of guys opponent? to fight. Yeah, no, they didn't give me a list. It was just they said him other guy. <laughs> They're like, here's who you're fighting. Yeah. Now you're like, thank you. Masvidal's only knockout finish was eight years ago, and it wasn't in the UFC. It was against Rodrigo Dam. The guy that he got knocked out, or he knocked out? No, he jo- Masvidal got knocked out by that was eight by, by Dam. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, who, who who do you fight at last? Masvidal. Masvidal just he just Ross fought. Pearson. Ross Pearson he's right before me and Matt Brown. Yeah, yeah, but Pearson's weighs one thirty five. So. Uh, Pearson's a smaller guy. Now, Pearson's tough. Uh, but, I, I, Jake, I, I'm, I'm feeling good about this fight. Uh, there are certain fights you fight that I'm like, uh, I don't, I'm like, fuck. Uh, but this one, uh, I'm like, I'm not, I, like, personally, I think you could beat anybody in the division. Right, right. Uh, the Jake Ellenberger that fights Matt Brown can beat anybody in the division. Mm-hmm. The, guy, the guy that knocks yeah. out uh, Mike Pyle, the guy that knocks out Jake Shields. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of it's just, you just keep your... Be in the right place, getting your mind right, that kind of thing. That's really what it's about. It's and it's not so much about my opponent. I mean, you know, most people would have picked against me against against Brown. It's like you know, there's there's no easy fight. Yeah, everyone there, picked against you except for yeah. me. Yeah, I so, appreciate that. No problem, man. Yeah. <laughs> no went, one, no one went crazier. I actually did, went money. Actually Gabe did too, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now uh, I've been following your girlfriend on Instagram. She looks very good. She's, oh, she's back to her fighting weight. Uh, <laughs> good work on that. Did you, did you send her to the gym after she had kids or, or no, no? No, she's she's very active anyway. Like, yeah. she's she couldn't stand. Uh, you know, gaining weight. She's actually weighs less now than she did before she got pregnant. Wow, nice. nice. Yeah. And how's how, how's how's the baby? He's good. He's good, man. He's crazy. He's he's uh he's getting big, but he's good. Nice. How old is he now? About fifteen months. Wow. Is this your first kid? Yeah. Do you feel like it changes your focus? Do you feel more focused because of him? Yeah, I mean, uh, I do. I feel like it's there's a lot more balance, routine kind of thing. I mean, it's it's fun. It's getting he's getting to a fun age where you can. You know, you can do stuff, and he, he remembers. He, he's, he's smart, though. He, like, you got to watch what you say now, too, around him. Right. He's not just crying, burping, and farting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Infants, you can't really do much, but he's getting to a fun age. That's Is awesome. he perfecting the juggernaut left hook yet? <laughs> no, but he, he, likes, he hits me, though. He'll come up and throw stuff at me. It's, really? And I'm like, yeah, wait till you get a little older. <laughs> <laughs> do you need a babysitter? Because I have CB's golden, golden, gold babysitting service. All children are treated like they're fourteen karat gold. This is CB Gold, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> let him make me a sandwich. <laughs> now let's That's talk about idea. the fight. The fights on Saturday. Uh, the John Dodson fight. Um, it was a weird card. Like the, the whole the whole weekend was kind. Of, you know how many underdogs win? Like four, <laughs> five, four and zero oh on the Curtis Blaze, motherfucker. Let's talk about I had John. A feeling about that fight? Yeah, that fight I had a feeling about. Uh, but John Dodson. Everyone was tweeting me because I picked Curtis Blake. Now a lot of people uh, didn't like the way Dodson fought. They said he, he was he, he was running too much. I thought I thought the, the decision was right. I thought it was good. I thought people said it was, Dodson won. No, I honestly think it might have been. It was three rounds to two uh, towards uh, John Lineker, but. I think what happened with Dodson was that he's never been hit that hard before in his life. Lineker just hit so fucking hard for a 35-pounder. Yeah, and I think Dodson got a little – he panicked a little bit. He goes, I don't think I could take this, this guy's punch. And he was like, get me the fuck out of here. And that's not the way Dodson – usually Dodson has the power in the fight. But Dodson hit him clean, and Lineker wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I feel bad for Dodson. I think he should go back down to 125. I think he has the best shot of beating – um, Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, he hates that's that it. cut, though. 
Yeah. He hates he, that. That's a 40-pound cut. Yeah, you know, and I can see his logic in going up to 135. I mean, he, he's got the speed advantage. He's quicker than everybody. But, again, you got guys that are tougher, that have a better chin. I mean, they can take a punch. So it's going to be a lot harder to hurt guys that weight. Yeah. I think, I think if you're okay, if you're a fight fan and you have not – you don't like Floyd Mayweather and the way he wins – I think you were very happy with this decision to not see a bunch of running around be rewarded. No, but Mayweather doesn't run like that. I mean, he... Mayweather stays in the pocket and does defense. You can't really hit him. Dotson was like running away from him. Um, and I'm a big Don Dotson fan. I'm the biggest fan. I wanted Dotson. I had money on I think on there's Dotson. a lot of people that would say that Mayweather fights the same way. He doesn't run like and that. He cuts off the cage. He has much better ring generalship than Dotson was displaying. He spends a lot of time running. Jake? I would agree. See? He has a little bit more. Oh, see. Well, that's it then. No other <laughs> well, opinion no, needed in the world. <laughs> Let's not ask anybody that's a boxer. I'm just saying, a lot of boxing fans accuse sure. him of fucking running around all the time. And in this fight, you know, in UFC, you didn't see it rewarded where you just seen it rewarded over and over again in, in boxing. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's hard to compare to, like, with the McGregor and uh, Dotson that people saying that he's running. It's different in MMA compared to boxing, like... Because in MMA you can't really sit in the pocket and, and defend because you know it's it's hard to defend MMA gloves and and uh, and you can't take you know a series of punches like you can in boxing. But I mean I would agree that in the sense that he he does he definitely has better ring generalship. Yeah, I mean Mayweather has made a has perfected the art of hit and not get hit. Dodson was just like running the fuck out of the way and not that. I don't blame him. If I was fighting John Lineker, I'd be running out of the cage. Uh, but it's just a matter of like... It, but it just was, the fact that even one judge gave him the fight demonstrates that someone wanted to reward him for that. Some people wanted to give Dawson the fight because he had landed more punches. And that's why I'm glad that like some of it is judged on aggression. Because Lineker was clearly, constantly the aggressor. He was the aggressor. But, you know, Lineker's just got to get his shit together. I mean, I know he missed weight by a pound and a half. And that's no, not... half. Just half. Just half a pound. Yeah. Still, though. I it mean, wasn't the five and a half that Oliveira missed. By yeah, let's talk about sure. that for a second. Hey, can we get, by the way, can we get Lineker a fucking cup that fits? Because did you guys see him jump on the thing? And it, wait, was it Lineker that had, it looked like he had a raging boner at the end? Was that Because the cup like tilted all the way up. I didn't see that. Uh, I saw it. No, uh, I, I, I will say about it was right in the camera, man. Uh, there was no way right, to miss it. Right I will say about Lineker and Dodson. You know, you're watching the fight, and you're like, one of these dudes might go down. And so many heavy shots from both of like the hardest hitters that were at 125, now at 135. And you're like, how the fuck do they take these, especially after the career they've already had? And it was just, it was awesome to watch. I thought it was a fight of the year candidate, in my opinion. The Dotson fight? Dotson no way. Yeah. They, they the were fuck. fucking throwing. People, the crowds was, was booing. Yeah, well, Hanato tweeted out the best thing. If you're going to sit there and boo that fight, then just go fucking home. No, I, I understand with that, that. That was bullshit. I loved that fight. I honestly thought it was great. You the Guys like that, you can't stand there for 25 minutes and keep throwing. And, you know, I'm not defending the running, but Lineker is a type that gets set and then throws. And Dodson kept moving. It was a lot of moving, but he was moving to where, you know, you... Lineker could never really get set and throw, or when he did, he Dotson was already. It was. A, it was. A, I, I, I was entertained by the fight. It wasn't even close to a fight of the year. It, w- it wouldn't even be in the top thirty. I think. Of yeah, fight of, I didn't, of fights I mean, of the year. It wasn't I even. It. I mean, there were a lot of skirmishes, but you wouldn't call it a war. It wasn't even a fight of the night. Actually, there was. It was even the third best fight on that card. There was uh, no fight of the night. But there should have been. I mean, there was a couple good fights, and like the, the heavyweights had a good scrap earlier. There were a couple good fights there. Uh, Are you talking about uh, Curtis Blades? Yeah, now let's Curtis t- Blades, motherfucker! 
Let's talk about Will Brooks. Uh, Will Brooks. Oh. That fight, you know, it's one of those things where I, I got a feel for Will Brooks because when he was in Bellator, he was the champion, couldn't get a fight, was tweeting out, I'm going to go to Target to, to apply for a job. Bellator got rid of him. Now he goes to the UFC. It's his second fight. The guy weighs in five and a half pounds overweight. Sorry. He goes into the fight injured, uh, re-injures something, and loses a fight that I think – had Oliveira made weight, he would have won. I think he would have won it. Uh, five and a half pounds is you're already up to the next weight class. And yeah, I, I think there should be stricter penalties on missing weight too. Like I, I mean, if you, you're disrespecting like your well, not only your opponent, your this the, the sport, um, and you're you know you sign a contract to make a weight. It's like unless you take a fight on two week notice, there's really no excuse to not make weight. Yeah, you know I mean, the date, you know the weight. Right. You, you know, yeah, it'd be like, hey, Jake, you're fighting next week. you like, fuck, it's going to be a tough cut. But right, I'd, exactly. I'd your whole job, it. literally right. your job, I know, exactly. is to make that weight. Yeah. You really have like, <laughs> really, that's your only job, is yeah. to make weight. And then because you make weight, you, you, you fight. But yeah, that, that, that fight, I felt bad for him. You know, he, he, he couldn't continue. I, I think if you miss weight by three pounds or more, your opponent should get the win the win bonus and not have to fight you. On, I honestly think that, that like, it's not fair that these guys are like, well, if I don't fight, I'm not going to get paid and I'm going to lose my money. And, and you shouldn't have to fight a guy that's uh, closer to the next weight class up than you are. That would be the only way CB Gold could go to 1-0. <laughs> Jake, do you think that's a good idea? It's, yeah, I, no, I agree. It's, it is. It's one of those things, too, like... Um, the, the penalty people don't really care they're like you know it's very it just shows like being undisciplined too with like five it's different it's one thing if you miss weight by a pound but yeah like six pounds six I pounds mean, is like you gotta be yeah. kidding me. the that's best ridiculous. though the best though is mayhem when he lost weight by 24 pounds <laughs> <laughs> and then he weighed in didn't and then didn't make the weight and then took off his shorts as if and then stepped back on the scale <laughs> like that was the difference like oh no i'm on <laughs> That was and and then he said then he said he had speedos underneath the shorts like under the, the, the they, 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 they they kicked him out but they yeah. said get out of here but that was my favorite maybe he heard two point four ounces <laughs> well what he what instead he instead of twenty four pounds what he said was which I don't I don't believe this after thinking I believed it when he told me and then I thought about it and I'm like there's no way this fucking happened he said he was on weight he was about five pounds over and sleptwalk went sleepwalking. And drank and ate everything in his fridge in his sleep, which is why he then gained twenty pounds. That's really funny, though. If that, I mean, believable. No. Well, I, why do you have twenty pounds of food in your fridge? Yeah. Like, 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 although, listen, man, if he's the type of person he is, okay, yeah. you'd never. I mean, I actually find it fairly plausible. <laughs> really? Yeah. You never know. Italian mini fridges could have like salami and pepperoni and all that shit in yeah. them. So he just and not only that, but he's the type of guy that you think fucking. probably needs Ambien to go to sleep. And sleepwalking yeah. is very common when you take sleep aids. That happened to me when I took Ambien. Uh, <laughs> you cheated on your girlfriend. You're like, what the fuck? No, but <laughs> I would wake up, eat everything in my fridge. Everything. Really? Not remember in the morning. So why are we contesting mayhem? <laughs> because I don't bother. Well, Wait a minute. Is I, that true? I did. It's, it's, it's very common. And you didn't bother to mention this before well, the other Well, mayhem didn't say he was on Ambien. 
We're just, we're just now all of a sudden. He's on everything. <laughs> we're now just giving a man being. One, and you know what? What else I did? I would type sometimes, right? And then like you get like you get. You, I'm like tweeting, right? And then you're tweeting, take an ambient, and then it just hits you. Next thing you know, I'm answering everybody's fucking questions, misspelling all the words, like being completely honest. I have to wake up and be like. What the fuck did I write last night? Delete, delete, delete. And then I had sex one time on it. Didn't with my girlfriend. Like, like uh, she came over, we fucked. And then she's like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, what time did you get in last night? She's like, we fucked. I'm like, oh damn, really? She's like, yeah, it was actually the best we've had in a while. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. At maybe. least you weren't all in your head about it. You yeah, actually let go and had a good time. I think I was talking all kinds of but shit that, to her. How is it that I solved that mystery and you didn't, and you did the exact same shit? I don't know if he may have was on Ambien. He's I, on everything that's legal. <laughs> and most of the stuff you, that is... <laughs> you're questioning his credibility, huh? It, you, well, you have to get prescribed Ambien. It's not like you could just get it. Yes, you... What? You can tell it over the counter. I know, but that doesn't mean you can't just get it. That's a good point. All right. People, if you look on YouTube, go look up people driving on Ambien. And uh, there's all kinds of people that get in their car and drive and then like get DUIs. Uh, because they were on ambient. I think I saw that one time because someone was swerving so bad. I was like, "What?" And everyone's honking. They kind of wake up, and they were nodding out, either from heroin or something else. So, but it was there. It was. They, I do wonder. I like, actually had to call the police because I couldn't. I couldn't like. I had to make sure somebody called the police. Yeah, you're, you're talking to the cops. Somebody's on Ambien. Is it you? No, I'm on Coke. Yeah, uh, but- exactly. I'm wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving a Phoenix. You don't have any problems with me. I do wonder though if you if you went to court. If if you say I was on Ambien and you were on Ambien, if that can get you out of the DUI, like, uh, I don't think it's so, because you're still under the influence of a you know uh, controlled, controlled substance. substance. Yeah. But, so, but anyway, uh, the last last thing with with the mayhem, I, I love the I love the part when he he steps on the scale and then he then he looks over at the guy like the <laughs> promoter, like he's super surprised, like. You know when you're not going to make weight. You know what I mean? Like you, you weigh yourself a couple times before you actually get on the, rigid, the scale. Right. You don't just show up and hope this yeah, is yeah. it. Yeah. Like he, so he steps on and then he like he has this really like dumbfounded look on his face. Like like it's like it's his fault that he's overweight. Oh. Like the scale's off. You know My favorite mean? was his corner. Matt Horowitz, right? Was his corner. Oh, and he comes to the fight and starts reading a book. During Mayhem's fight, so he's supposed to corner Mayhem, and he's and in the middle of the fight, he's re- his corner is reading a book, like a huge like yeah. like the one thing he's supposed to do is watch your fighter. You can see tell him things. Mm. He's reading a book in, in the corner, like maybe a better. There was a book on MMA. <laughs> the, the, oh, idiot. what's to do here? Uh, yeah, the idiot's guy. The idiot's guy. The MMA. Maybe, like, oh. maybe they got over there and the, he was like looking at scales and he couldn't figure out the metric system. So he's like, yeah, I'm on weight. And then he didn't realize that kilogram and fucking pound is no. different. There's a funny well, they can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> you, had a, you had a couple of good singles earlier and now... Ugh. No, but I, wanna, I wanted to ask you Real a question. Speaking of like the Will Brooks fight, and it raises a question in my opinion... Do you think, like, you look at the way that Bellator is structured and then the UFC and these guys that are doing so great in Bellator and they're beating everybody and they come over and it's a, a lot tougher competition. No, look at Eddie Alvarez, down. dude. I mean, Eddie Alvarez. I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying that, like, the way, like, I think a lot of it is a, lot, a lot of it is the matchups. I mean, also, like, I think if Will Brooks fights Cowboy and, I don't, and like, not comes in with an injury, that, that's on Will. Uh, he wins that fight, but you look at Eddie Alvarez, who lost to Chandler twice, I believe, uh, or one, he went one on one against Michael Chandler. 
Yeah, no, uh, maybe twice. I'm not sure. Twice, and then Chandler loses to Will Brooks twice. So it's just MMA math. Sometimes. Wait, but 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 did he come in injured? You know that now. No, I think he got injured in the fight. I was going to say because oh. they were saying he, he, he broke his rib in the first. Yeah, round. with oh. a kick. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing, and it was funny because they went to his corner, uh, at a, you know towards the end there. They put the camera on the corner because the corner. <laughs> Didn't know what to say because they knew what pain he was in. Yeah, and you could see all they were thinking is, uh, "Don't hurt." You know, I mean, it's a tough situation. Yeah, they knew he. What I mean, but, but um, they but, didn't but, say anything. But back to you, CB. I, you know, yeah, I do think the best fighters in the world are in the UFC. And the competition but, uh, but I think is stiffer. Th- a little stiffer. However, you you take like the top three guys in Bellator in each weight class. I mean, the, the top. Uh, you know, one you, 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 you obviously you got Eddie Alvarez who lost to Chandler, who beat Will Brooks, but you got the guys that uh, uh, who, who's the champion at one fifty five right now in Bellator? In lightweight is Chandler. Chandler, okay, so Chandler I think would do very well in the UFC. Uh, he might uh, could could Chandler beat uh, the champion Eddie Alvarez? Yes. Uh, based right, on he's done it before. He's done it before. Uh, at one seventy, who's the champion? Kreshkov. Koreshkov, who just but beat... he's going to get a UFC caliber opponent soon. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, but uh, Koreshkov destroyed Ben Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, who, who did very well in the UFC. I mean, Ben was the champion at one point. Yeah, it's all about matchups, too. That's, I mean, I, I do agree. There, there's uh, probably a lot deeper competition, I would say, in like the, light, the, the weight classes in the UFC, but it is it, the matchups make fights. I mean, you wouldn't think Will Brooks would be able to beat Chandler. And and he did, yeah. And, and twice, I believe, wasn't it twice? Twice, yeah. I was surprised at that. Yeah, like the number ten guy in in the UFC would probably destroy the number ten guy in Bellator. Yeah, but that's the what I but mean. the number one, two, and three, I think, would be very uh, even Caldwell. I mean, uh, Darion Caldwell, who who I know he lost his last fight. He got caught with the guillotine. I think at one thirty five could match up with almost anybody in yeah, in in, right. uh, in the UFC. Uh, and who's the champion at one thirty five in Bellator? In Bellator, it's uh, Eduardo Dantas. Dantas is a really good fighter. Yeah, Dantas is awesome. I mean, can Dantas beat Dominic Cruz? No, but would it be a fight? Yeah, I bet. Y- you know, one eighty-five. Uh, the, 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 I think the the heavier guys is when you're going to run into a problem. By the way, the Bellator ch- champion who was that guy? Which one? The one that from Russia that left. Oh, uh, Vitaly Minikov. One of the guys from Bellator is now fighting the guy that we had on, on our show, Tim uh, Tim Johnson, one of the one, one of the one of the Russians from Bellator that we had. On. Is it Alex Volkov? Yeah, I think Volkov is fighting. Alexander Volkov. He yeah. just got signed to Bell uh, to the UFC. Yeah, he's fighting Tim Johnson. He's fighting Tim Johnson. Yeah, fuck, I was wrong. Who who, who picked, how good I, is Volkov? Volkov's good. Volkov's only real uh, issue in Bellator was Minikov. And that was their prior champion before they finally stripped him. I don't know these Russians. You know, you know, you know these guys? There's, no, well, they're, they're, there's a lot of... The Russians are deep, man. It's, uh, it's all uh, talented. But you know what? I mean, look. Look, a guy like... What, what I was shocked over the weekend was Louis Smolka, uh, who was 11-1. and one, Stud, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, this dude... I watched his fights over against Patty Mahoulahan, whatever he fought in, in Ireland. I'm like, this dude is a beast. We watched his fight against Ben Nguyen over there while we were doing a uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm like, this dude's a beast. And then, fucking, this guy from The Ultimate Fighter, who doesn't make the house, or makes the house, loses the first round, goes out and beats him in one round. I, I was yeah. shocked. It's, it's always weird, to, especially like when a, a, like a late notice replacement comes in, and it's almost like, 
they haven't had all this pressure or like stress dealing with you know a typical training camp. You know, look at my buddy John Tuck who uh, got that wrestler from Team Alpha Male like last minute replacement fight in his last fight. And the, and got beat and it was like well, he's not prepared for that guy that style whatever and, and the other guy it's like almost like the pressure's still on the guy who's already still on the card so but I, I noticed that too I was like on paper you think this guy would just destroy it yeah but it's like yeah this guy has nothing to lose he's coming in and uh, I thought it was like next level next level although I do have to admit I did watch that Ultimate Fighter I'm not caught up but that first episode I watched with the. Um the, the 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 Olympic champion, what's his name? The the guy, the, the coach, Cejudo, was like, this dude is gonna surprise a lot of people. He was really high on that kid, yeah. and I, I I was like, ah, whatever, that's just his teammate. And I was like, should listen to fucking Cejudo, man. When an Olympic gold medalist tells you he's high on somebody, it's like you, you know what I liked about it though, and, and it kind of proves it with Brendan Moreno beating Luis Smolka. You look at all the other seasons of the Ultimate Fighter, every other season they've ever had, except for the uh, the straw weights one, and it's like audition. Show us what fights you have. If you're a personality and you look good enough, we'll pick you. This one, Dana went out. He picked only champions from other organizations, which means they are credible guys. I don't know, but that that Alaskan kid. I'm just saying, like right. it, it, Dana picked. Maybe him, he wrestled a bear. <laughs> and Moreno comes in. He's a champion from another organization. He loses in the house, but then he goes in, and it's like these guys are champs. They deserve a spot, and that's what I love about it. It's like this season of Ultimate Fighter is probably the most credible one, yeah, because these guys are coming in as other champs, and they want that shot. Plus, the stakes are a lot higher. A $100,000 contract and a trophy and a Harley is one thing, but when you get a shot at Demetrius Johnson to be the best in the world at 125, you're going to go in there and fucking beat some ass. I'll and that's tell you, why I'll tell you the best finishers. commercial so far of the Ultimate Fighter was that kid Moreno beating Smolka, because now I have to go back and be like, wow. You, and then there was another guy, Tim, uh, t- the guy that was in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, that, that used to be in yeah, the yeah, UFC, that, Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott put 500 bucks in that kid. And so he, the kid must have cashed out. What well, must have won three grand? Oh, he was a five fifty underdog. Yeah, so. looking crazy. Yeah. Did you make any bets this weekend? Yeah, I did. I had a couple. Did you uh, win any? Yeah. Well, yeah, funny enough, uh, the one, the actually one that that Gabe was talking about was uh, Lineker by decision was like a plus six hundred. Wow. Yeah, like a prop. But it actually, the one he when when Gabe betted it was like seven. Over yeah. Seven hundred. So you you took that bet. Yeah, I put in a couple of college football parlays, and it ended up winning. So it was a it was, really yeah, it was a good weekend. Wow! So you so, so Gabe gave you that Lineker by decision, and you're like, well, yeah, he he it was it, his it was his yeah that was his prop, but I yeah. liked it. I was like, I like because you know I knew how tough Lineker was, and I was like, he's probably not going to be finished by Dotson. So if Dotson and, and Dotson's been known to kind of not be the best five round guy compared to three rounds. So 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 you won it at like plus six hundred. Yeah, plus six hundred. Yeah. Damn. With, with nice. a couple of football teams. <laughs> Fuck. So what did you win this week? Like five Gs? Mm-mm. No, no. Like, I don't know. It was like... Like 18. <laughs> <laughs> you're the weirdest dude, Jake Ellenberger, Why? man. I don't, I don't know what you do. You're like... You're like a... You're a former Marine, right? Uh, I, I honestly think that you, in the weekends, you go around killing ISIS or something. There's something very strange about this dude. Like... You look- you have this amazing way of asking people directly about their money. <laughs> and nobody likes talking about their money. No. But you do it with every fight we have. Oh, yeah, what'd you get for that? How much did you get paid? How much was the bonus? Well, yeah, how much did you pay your cut, man? 
What it, like you just love asking people? Oh, you and, I, go, and, I, you, and I honestly I hate it when anyone asks me about money too. Yeah, and you do it all the time. You <laughs> always how much you win, how much you spend, how much I, you lose. You know what? Like I, you always direct, and it, you, and it makes that's the one thing that makes people the most uncomfortable when they call in is when you ask them about money. Greg, oh shit, you're having to do that. What's that pay an hour? Like they're like, oh shut up, dude. Greg, you're right. Uh, I, you're very rarely right, but you are right in this situation. Oh, thank you. I will so, take both of those being true. I will. I will work on that. You're rarely right. I will work on that. I, I am rarely ask, right. Will not ask you about my, So, Jake, how much you getting from hospital? No, no. I, <laughs> that is uh, your favorite thing. You love to ask about the money. No, no. I got you. You're right. You're right. Now, uh, all right. So this week, Bisbing versus Dan Henderson. Uh, that this fight, I don't know, man. I I want Bisping to win. I logic is telling me Bisping's gonna win. Dan Henderson is 97 years old. Uh, he's, I mean, they have to put. They have to bring him back to the uh, Pride Ramp just to get him in the octagon. The, the first time he cut weight was when he missed a Last Supper. Okay, but at the, at the same time that he was on the undercard of David versus Goliath, and at the same time. He, he, more, he always he has more. that right hand, mm-hmm. that the great equalizer. Uh, and he has that psychological. Advantage. It's like my penis. No matter how like fat it? I get, I always have that penis that, that chicks just love. No, I'm kidding. All right, so, so yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm we just, know you're lying. See, we all swing and miss sometimes. <laughs> see, <laughs> I'll fucking swing my dick in your face, and, and, I'm not and it'll miss. miss because I'll be you know more than two or three uh, inches away. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be on the ground. With wise, with wise, head on the ground. So the going all right. right so now. anyway, so uh, now he's gonna show us his penis. No, so uh, Dan Henderson. Versus how much you get paid for that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this fight is Bisbing. Here, here's the thing Bisbing has to be mistake free. That This is the, the biggest thing. There's no room for error against Dan Henderson. And, it, it, you know, logically, you would think you can't ever bet against Dan. I mean, are you going to? I, I haven't even really thought about it, to be honest. But, you know, he's the underdog. That's where the value is going to be. But, you know, Bisbing has got a motor. The guy, he, and, he, and he keeps getting better. So, I mean, it's, it's really hard to pick this fight. But, like I said, there's. Against Henderson, there, there's no room for error, and he, he if he's not mistake-free, he'll... Now, you spar with both these guys, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've sparred with both. Now, I mean, yeah. being that you spar with both, who would you pick to win this fight? Oh, shit. Uh, Straight up if, win. If, if the fight goes money. five rounds, I would lean towards Bisbing, but if he makes a mistake, it's going to be Dan. Uh, has has Dan ever landed that overhand right on you? Uh, he's... If, He's knocked me down. Yeah, he's, I've, I've seen stars. Really? He hit me. He hit me once when we were sparring, but it wasn't a hundred percent. It was just like he just touched me, you know, sat me in my butt. I'm like, holy shit! Imagine having MMA gloves on. Dude, this is like eighteen ounce sparring gloves. Now, how, I mean? now, now, what, what year was this? Um, shit, this was a few years ago. Damn. Well, I trained. I trained him when he came up to Portland a, a couple of times. Uh, with Team Quest, like with Linlin and Chael, and then I came down to Temecula a few. By times. By the way, Chael versus Tito got announced. Uh, it's gonna happen in Dece- in January, right? Who Is called really? that? You called it. Who said that was gonna happen? Uh, I think I might have called it. Yeah. Uh, one of you guys. Yeah. Once once Chael signed, I was like, that's probably you know. Yeah. yeah. One of you guys was like, it's definitely think, gonna be Tito. I, 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 I think Chael wins this fight, right? Get, yeah. Wrestling yeah, wise, he's gonna just take him down, grind him out. Yeah, you know, unless and like I said, unless Chael gets caught, but I, I would I would that would favor Chael for sure. That's yeah. Nice. I, was, I, was, I was gonna say Tito retires with a loss. Well, on two losses, actually. Tito, you mean like retire for like the 18th time? (laughs) No, he said this is it. Well, this is the last fight on his contract, so I don't know if Bellator will re-sign, but I think Chael beats him. Ever since the guy lost the ability to really shoot, you know, that speed shoot, he's just never been the same. Yeah, but but he's beat a... What's his name? The guy, the, the Russian in Bellator. Yeah, are you bringing up Shlomenko? Yeah. Dude, Shlomenko went up to 205, and that guy barely cuts weight, like... 
He weighed in, I think, at like 201, 202. He still, and, Tito still beat him. I saw, I know. He, he kind of, and the guy hadn't lost in like eight years for a Tito fought him. No, he, that's not true. Oh, well. I, he, he lost uh, the fight before that to lose his belt. Oh, well, all right, cool. No, listen. <laughs> uh, guys, so, anyone can beat a Schlamenko. Uh, Bisbing. <laughs> Schlub- Quit being a Schlamenko over there. So, Bisbing Hendo, who wins? Uh, Greg. Uh, I would, Bisbing, I mean, just on youth. Just on currently being in the game and being tuned up, you know. I, I don't think Henderson just shows and beats Big Thing. I, I mean, it's a it's a fight that's twenty years too late or something. It's ridiculous. But he did beat Hector Lombard in his last fight. He beat uh, before that. He but beat, didn't Hector lose like three fights in a row or something? No, like, he lost one fight to Neil Magny, and Hector and Hector, Hector almost, almost finished him. Yeah, too. Finished holy him. shit. Yeah, yeah I was there. That first was round, like, won that amazing yeah. first round. I was like, oh my! Someone, this isn't going. Did I know that it's not going three rounds? I know. Yeah. But did you think he would turn around? That to me is one of the, that to me is one of the greatest fights of all time. The well, Hector Lombard Neil fight. Magny fight to me is one of the greatest fights. Are you of talking all about time. Hector or Hendo? Hector, Hector Lombard versus Neil Magny. Oh yeah, he's talking about Hector Hendo. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh no, both great fights. But yeah, that first round when he when Hendo almost got finished. By I was Hector. sitting with Hendo's family and yeah. it was like they were crying. The kids were crying. He's got like thirty kids and they were all crying. <laughs> yeah. Why and would then, you bring them? To- <laughs> <laughs> he does. He has like grandkids there yeah. and the great grandkids. It was it was insane. Uh, who wins this fight? I got Hendo. Hendo? Hendo by knockout within the first two rounds. In England, which are all going behind Bisping. That could yep. put more pressure on him, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, but he's never lost in England, Bisping. I mean, it's crazy. I think, I think Hendo, I think if Bisping's, Bisping needs to not circle left at all. <laughs> For 25 minutes, just circle right and use your It's such your a jab. weird fight because Bisping, you know, he was when he fought Anderson Silva... A lot of people thought Anderson went one that that, that weird knockout weird at the end of the yeah, second. He came back, and then when he fought Talos Latus, he was also hurt in that fight. But he he, he did beat Talos Latus, but it was a close fight. And then he he was losing to Luke Rockhold. I, we were all there. Uh, me and you were there. I mean, he was losing, and then he just Luke got cocky, overextended, and then crack. But not to take anything away from him, Bisbing is is an awesome fighter. But Hendo, before he, he it was Tim Boshi beat before Hector, right? Yeah. Tim, yeah. But then he got didn't he get murked by like Shogun or uh, Musasi beat him. Musasi early. beat him early. I mean, it's just such, him, yeah. such a weird, weird it's, fight. It's, it, exactly. There's a lot of fa- it's hard to it's hard to guess. It's hard to pick like you know him being a little older in his career <laughs> and you know if you're saying like right, Hendo six years saying, ago, exactly. fuck, he, nobody beats him. Right. Nobody. I hope Bisbing wins though. I really do. I, uh, like I said, if, Bisbing if ain't Bisbing, no spring chicken either though. Yeah. Right. Right. But if like I said, if Bisbing is mistake free he can win this fight but if he makes a mistake if he mistake. makes a mistake yep. now he also, uh, he also lost to Cormier and he lost to Vitor his last oh, yeah. loss was Vitor Cormier threw him out of the cage it was fucking it was crazy uh, that, that was one of the worst matchups I think for Hendo against Cormier yeah I mean that that time where Cormier just picked him up and body slammed him yeah was one of the which which of the dozen times but the, there was one time he almost threw him out of the cage which, which by the way one of the funniest uh, things I've ever seen was when Tank Abbott fought somebody and he tried to throw him out of the, the cage. It was, um, <laughs> Steve, it was Tank Abbott. I think it was Steve Nelmark. And he actually tried to throw him out, which is weird because he could just walk back in. It's not like, he, like he's going like, to get knocked out by being thrown out of the cage. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. But I, I actually asked Tito about him. I, 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 I talked to Tito. We shot off sketch. And I'm like, Tito, you train with Tank Abbott? He's like, yeah, he was Tank's training partner. Why did the guy... Why did Tank throw him over the cage or try to? And he told me because 
in practice the week before, someone's like, I bet you can't throw that guy out of the cage. And he goes, yeah, watch me. And that's why he did it. Yeah, <laughs> Big John had to stop it, too. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, maybe funny. in his mind it was a TKO. You throw someone out of the cage, oh, it's over. Yeah. Technical knockout. I remember when I wrestled in college for that semester. Uh, I, I, <laughs> that glorious semester. I was wrestling this kid, and we were going out of bounds. And I was like just an asshole in college. I was losing like 20 pounds a week and I was just angry. And I, I was really good. Like people would shoot on me and I would, I would, I would clap at them. I was just total fucking punk. <laughs> but, but, but I was good. I was like a freshman that was starting on the, the varsity on the college team. But I was go- we went out of bounds and there was a camera guy leaned over to some other match, right? Mm-hmm. He was taking pictures. So I, I, I looked at that. And I was throwing the kid out of bounds, and I pushed him, and he did a flip over the camera guy. Like, he, like, <laughs> like, like and rolled over him. And I ended up losing the match, like, five to four. My teammate was like, I would have given you three points. For- <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it, if you can throw a guy over the camera guy. <laughs> yeah. You deserve I, an extra point. Sometimes I, I honestly think, like, football or basketball would be funnier. I know it wouldn't be good, but remember, in, like, remember that and one league? Ever watch yeah, the and one, yeah, and one street yeah. ball where you get like twenty seven points if you get to that one part on the on the, on the court and like take the one shot from like ninety feet away or something or ninety hmm. like that would be kind of funny like in MMA if like you get seven points for like a. Uh, Jumping off the cage into a kick because <laughs> yeah. we've seen some of that. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, like the Showtime Pettis should be our like that kick against Henderson should be like a fucking ten four round. Like, yeah, <laughs> you should definitely get bonus points for that. I, I I threw a guy through a table in a college wrestling match once. Really? Yeah. I, I, he was he was better than me, obviously. Like he, but he started like taunting me, like being a prick. Mm-mm. And then this coach, actually, coach said, I, he's like, because yeah, he knew I was a fighter. Like, I'd already started fighting. I, I, like my, I wrestled for like a year. And uh, he, he, he'd take me down and he started like being a little cocky. And I, and I, I threw him through a table. And I'm surprised they didn't disqualify me because usually, like, if, if it looks intentional, they would. Yeah. But his coach actually, he's like, he told him to, to stop because he's like, if this guy starts swinging, like, you're going you're gonna to get knocked out. <laughs> really? Yeah. This is that, that day in a college. Team. Were you almost going to start swinging on him or no? Not. not not in the match. I mean, maybe maybe outside, but it was. Uh, he was just being a prick. He was he was getting real real cut. Now is this the Jake Ellenberger that threw a table at Rick Story? Kind of. This is like that Jake Ellenberger. Um, did, you, did you throw a chair at Rick Story like backstage? Maybe. I, uh, I don't remember. Maybe. Oh bullshit! You know, you remember exactly what happened. I don't remember. I love it. I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't. You guys re- don't see it, but he's making all these wild hand gestures <laughs> at Adam right now. Shut the fuck up! Don't talk about that shit. Look. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna call a guy who's fighting Cowboy Cerrone uh, at Madison Square Garden. What a fucking quick. Um, who who do you got with the Musasi fight against uh, a Vitor. I got yeah. Musasi. I think I think off TRT Vitor is is a different Vitor, and Musasi is just uh, I think hits too hard, has better boxing. Uh, I think TRT Vitor is the best of all time. I mean, the guy who knocked out Luke Rockhold, who's Bisbing is still fucking <gasps> half blind because of him. <clears throat> Hendo. I mean, right. Hendo, that Vitor Belfort was unbelievable. This Vitor Belfort, the guy that Wyman took and was trying to punch his way out of mount, uh, is not the same dude. Yeah. Who do you like in that fight? Yeah, I'd have to go with Musasi. I mean, I mean, didn't Jacare good... kill him too? Didn't Jacare yeah, kill Vitor? Yeah, on the ground. He, well, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a good fight, but yeah. I, I would go with Musasi. Just, uh, he's, he's probably more well-rounded too, but uh, yeah, it'll be a fun fight to watch. I think, it'll, I think it'll be a good fight. I don't think it's going to be like a one-sided fight. But. You don't think so? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, Chael Sonnen told me, like, 
I remember he was talking shit to Vitor. It was like a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah. at the at the MMA awards. I'm sitting with Chael and he's talking all this shit to Vitor Belfort. And this is prime Vitor. This is the Vitor I'm telling. Scary I'm like, Vitor. Scary Vitor. Yeah. Yeah. TRT tour. Yeah. I was gonna say, juiced. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm like, Chael, aren't you kind of like he nervous? This guy's going to fucking that. kill you. And then Chael said to me, he goes, listen, this dude is a bully. If you can get out of the first round, you're going to win the fight. He's only had one fight that he's won after the round one. Uh, and then there was that Vitor. There was those stories about Vitor when he fought Vandalay back in Pride. This is all allegedly. But supposedly, uh, when, he fought, when he knocked out Vanderlei, right, uh, early, didn't he knock out in, in, in the Pride day? Yeah, or Pride. No, UFC early. Yeah, UFC. UFC. Well, in Brazil. UFC, UFC in Brazil. Well, supposedly, it was Ultimate Brazil yeah, when he landed Brazil. like the 72 yeah, yeah, punches yeah, yeah. across yeah. all the well, way. Well, supposedly he, was, he, he, he like didn't want to fight and he was hiding underneath a table. I heard that too. And somebody had to talk him, hey man, you got to get, you got to fight. Get out from under the table. Goes out there. Vitor or Vanderlei? Yeah, Vitor. Yeah, well, Vitor was like 19 years old. But yeah. still, I don't, I don't care if you're 19 years old. You know, if you're and a professional fighter. at 19 years old, you're like, Fuck. Yeah, but are you hiding under a table at that point? That Vanderlei? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You're still signed up for the fight. I heard, that, still... I heard that's true, though, too. I heard that's a... I just think that some, mentally, this dude is not the same fighter when he was on TRT. I think a part of it was the TRT. A part of it was like... What the, what what it gave to him, you know? It's like um, right. it's like the confidence, uh, and this is not the same guy. Yeah, well, but maybe a, I'm wrong. Well, he's also with his own camp now. Like first he was at Extreme Couture, then he moved to the Black Zillions. He helped pretty much open the Black Zillions, and then he left and just started his own gym. So he's like, like you say all the time, <clears throat> don't be the best guy in the room. Well, he's like the only guy in the room because he has his own camp now. And it's been that way for a few fights. Yeah, it's funny. Matt Lindley used to tell me the same thing. He'd be like, "He's he's a one round guy. He he'll fold up after a round." And uh, it was when when Dan fought him in Pride. Well, it didn't Vegas. work out too well for Lindley. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you remember when Dan fought him? Um, it was he took him down, and it ended up being like. But that was like more in more of Vitor's prime. But yeah. I mean, but who knows? I mean, the thing, look, after my picks on Saturday, fucking, what the fuck do I yeah, know? I mean, I, I honestly, like, I, I'm like, I don't know anything about fighting. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, fighting. Uh, but, but, but it wasn't just me. They were all the three favorites. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like, yeah. I'm the, like, anybody who bet on Lena Landsberg is a fucking, is, a, is an idiot. I'm sorry, against Cyborg? Yeah. Did anyone not, I mean, I, maybe the weight cut. Your brother he, didn't see that coming. I mean, my brother said Lena Landsberg's gonna win. Yeah. I know, and I'm like, no. I'm like, I, sorry, I, Max. I just wrote back, no. My brother texted me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I think Lena's gonna pull off the upside. I just wrote back, no. That's when, <laughs> that's when you text back, who's this? Question mark. Yeah. Like, Who the fuck <laughs> is that guy? <laughs> I don't have your number saved. Who's this? I but, do that all the time. It's but funny. same with people bet on CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, like, I know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I guess. Well, that one was a little more of a mystery, you know? Cause both, <laughs> the white mystery box. Both, you know? Exactly. You, you have no idea what you're getting there because both those guys were mysteries. <laughs> yeah, but at the same, I, I knew that was going to happen, man. I, I, I said that was going to happen. You say that now. But yes, you, you were had, right. I said that then, too. Right, but you just 10 seconds ago said you don't know nothing about fighting. See, that's what but I'm saying. No, I'm saying, to like, but no, if you You can no, say that now. No, but I was putting money on favorites, okay? I'm saying it wasn't just me. It was people, people that bet on fighting. The people at his gym were fucking saying. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, can't be serious. Every time that I try to go on a wild underdog pick, there's only a couple times it worked out for me. With the, 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 the Ronda fight against... Uh, and I, I even lost that parlay because I put $100 to win $14,000. Uh, oh, right. Who else did you right. put? It was just it's two really fighters. Like... Two, it was Ronda 
uh, losing to uh, uh, Holly, 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 and then Joanna versus Valerie. And you picked Valerie. I picked Valerie because Hector Lombard said bet on Valerie because he was dating her. Hey, or she he still gave dating her a heck her. of a fight. She did. She won five rounds. Yeah. She won the first round. Here's what happened, right? So I put a hundred. I put a hundred bucks to win fourteen grand, right? Wow. Only one casino in Vegas t- took the bet. Everyone else was like, "Get the fuck out of here," right? Because I called my my guy in Vegas. So <laughs> I, I like so. I, I'm watching it in Santa Barbara. I watched the first round, right? And Valerie's up by a round, right? Then they call me to go on stage. I go do an hour set. Mm-hmm. I get off the stage. Everyone's like, Rod, they got knocked out. I'm like, I got $14,000. Like, oh, uh, Valerie lost the last four rounds. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Actually, in the, in the words of the Greg Wilson, she flew sideways. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> fucking crazy. Rhonda flew sideways. <laughs> it was, but, uh, but yeah, but I'm saying, but every time, but normally... When you bet on an underdog, a pretty heavy underdog, people say to you, look, there's an underdog for a reason, or there's a reason that the, the Vegas usually wins, or whatever. I'm saying, like, people that, like, I don't know. You never know. There's always a Buster Douglas. There's always I, a... Right, know. right. I, I, funny story. I had a buddy in Omaha who, also, he's a, he's a big a big sports better, but he had a bunch... He had, like, the, he does all, all this research. He put together this parlay... Like eight team parlay, and he'd done all this like analysis, and 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 so all everyone in his parlay won except for the last one was one. There was one fight on there, and it was um, when Jim Miller fought um, Lozon. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joe Lozon fought. Uh, he's oh, I forgot his name. He's not in the UFC anymore. Um, super explosive. Uh, How long ago? Are we talking Jens Paul? Yeah, a while ago. No, 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 no. Uh, with the dyed hair. With the dyed hair. Really ex- Melvin Gillard? Melvin Gillard, yeah. yeah. So Joe was on Melvin Gillard. And Gillard was the last one in his party. It was like it was like to win like 40 grand. Yeah. And <laughs> every one of them won except for that. And that's when Joe Lozon knocked, like, knocked him down, took his back, and choked him out. Yeah. In like the first round. I was like, oh my God. That sucks. Crazy. Yeah, that's just a crazy... Uh, and Gillard's the easy story. guy to pick because Gillard's probably the most frustrating guy because you know he probably could win. That, those are the guys... I remember, I remember that fight and I picked Gillard. Because you like, it was well, like, you look at Gillard, you're like, you're like this yeah. fucking athlete. Well, is, it's the Maynard Edgar, uh, Maynard Edgar rematch well, card. Was, that was the Maynard Edgar rematch. Yeah. Uh, well, was, we're gonna call Calvin right now, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there's there are guys that like got They got to be so frustrating. I mean, when you start picking the rounds, though, that's when I'm like, I got, I can't bet this. I can't yeah. start betting rounds. Like, who's gonna win <laughs> the decision? Or, yeah. or under two and a half rounds. Under two and a half or, rounds. That's what Gabe does. It's nuts. But there, there's a lot of huge. Underdog value, you know, in the prop bet. Hey, Kelvin Gastelum. What's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. We are here with Kelvin Gastelum. It is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Jake, the juggernaut, Ellenberger. Yo, what's up, Kelvin? What's going on, brother? C. Greg Wilson and C.B. Gold. Kelvin, man, you're on UFC 205. I think it's the best card I've ever seen. Uh, Since I've been following fights, it is the best card i've ever seen you're on the first card at madison square garden how do you feel yeah man i'm excited i'm excited super ecstatic bro i really am i really am but i know i got a lot of i got a lot of work to do before i i get excited about even entering the cage for sure well what, what, what kind of work you got to do well i just got i just gotta know i gotta i gotta be prepared for the fight you know and um i know i'm not there yet but i still have six weeks to get prepared, so I'm I'm on track. But I just saying, I have a lot of work to do before I get excited for this big event. You know. Nice. Now you're fighting Donald Cerrone, uh, who's on a tear. 
I mean, he beat up Patrick Cote. He beat up. He kicked Rick Story's ass. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I mean, he's just been right. dominating. Are you nervous about his speed and power? No, nah, man, not at all. To be honest, um, I feel like I'm, 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 uh, I'm not that slow in my opinion either. Yep. You know what I mean? In my own right, I have a little bit of speed as well, so I don't think it's going to be a huge problem for me when I come to face him. But um, you know, I feel good coming into the fight. I feel like finally I'm uh, I'm going to be able to put everything together. You know. What I like about I'll you, Calvin, off. is that is that you don't give a shit, man. Like you're just one of those guys that like like you don't know that you're not supposed to win half your fights. Uh, <laughs> on, on the Ultimate Fighter, you were picked dead last. You were fighting up a weight class, yeah, right. and you fucked up everybody. And, and no one picked you. People pick like you were the last pick. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then, and you're right. You're right about that. I don't I don't know if I'm going to win half the fights I win, but until I actually get in the cage. But, but, but um, yeah, that's part of it. You know what I mean? That's part of taking a big risks, big risks, big rewards. And that's just part of it. I love it. But like in your last fight, I but I heard this is what's this is the word on the street. You come to practice. You come an hour late. You leave an hour early. You don't you're eating donuts in the corner. Uh, you're, you're getting lap dances from chicks that you fucked the night before. Good for you. OK. Oh, God. But then I heard when it's come fight time. You're a different person. Like people, they can't even be near you because you're so intense, so focused. You're, you're, you're like pupils come up, and you just you're like a fucking trained assassin. Well, I don't know about all that. Damn, <laughs> man, I don't know how the streets got all that information wrong. The hey, listen, got, you're, you, but anyways, um, but yeah, I, I'd say when it comes to practice, like I'm not the best practice guy. You know, I get my ass kicked in practice for sure, and um, and that's fine. You know, some guys are the opposite. Sometimes they do really well in 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 practice, and then they lose the fights. I'd rather you know get beat up in practice and win the fights. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You're a gamer. I I, I love it. You're- that's a, yeah, and that's a common thing too. Like you see so many like these gym heroes, like guys that are like stand out in the in the room, and then it comes to fight yeah. night, and they just kind of like fall apart. But uh. That's yeah. That's way more uncommon to see, like he, you know, stepping up in fight night. Yeah. No, Kelvin, you're, you're. I mean, what is it? What goes through your head? I'm sorry. Like, what's going through your head? Like, while you're back in the, uh, in the uh, locker room. Man, to be honest, um, just how hard I had to work. You know what I mean? Because I do work. I do work hard for 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 what I to be where I want to be. You know what I mean? I have worked extremely hard and I've gone through some shit with my family and I just think of all the shit we had to go through and, and where I am now and that's what motivates me you know I know where I don't want to be anymore you know I, I know I don't want to be fucking where I used to be before yeah, so you're... that's what motivates me that's what that's what gets me going so you think about you know, being a bail bondsman there's this guy, because you, there's you this guy in front of me right? trying to take it yeah so anyways so is I that think. what you think about because didn't you used to be a bail bondsman yeah, man, I did that for two years. So is that what you think about? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, are you in the back going, I don't want to go back to being a fucking bail bondsman. Fuck this. Yeah. I got to beat this guy. Uh, well, a little, bit, a little bit before that, I was I was mowing lawns and putting in sprinklers in houses and digging ditches and it's it just, just struggling, you know what I mean? 
It wasn't fun. Man, I, I got so much respect for you, Calvin. Uh, and it's funny, though, because you're such like, you're like this like warm guy. Like You hang out with you. Like I hung out with you and your friends in Vegas, and his friends are all like, like young kids. Like you don't appreciate how young Kelvin is till you see his friends. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're these like fat party kids yeah. that are like, Kelvin! Uh, they're all uh, dancing when like they're doing shots. Uh, I feel like it's a fucking fraternity, you know, nice. of, of like kids. And then there's Kelvin break dancing in the middle of them and stuff. And then like, <laughs> then, you, then you realize how Hey, we Kelvin had a good is. time though. We had a good time. I had a blast, dude. It, it was. We such, did have a blast. <laughs> that, that was so. I remember last time you were on the podcast, you were dating this trainer girl from Orange County, uh, a white, right. a uh, white girl. Uh, she, she was. A little, you said she was like perfect body, knew how to take care of you. Are you are you still with that girl? <laughs> no. What happened? <laughs> no, no. Um, man, she moved to um, where the hell did she moved? Louisiana, New Orleans, or something. I don't know. Right. All right. Something Sounds like, like that. Really she missing. moved away, and, and, and she's doing her own thing. So now, are you are you are you are you on Tinder, Bumble? What what are you, what are you doing? Man, I'm on I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> are you getting some? Are you, I mean, are you getting some Orange County pussy? Please tell me yes. <laughs> hey man, I'm uh, I try to keep it. I keep try to keep it classy. I don't he's got a fight coming up, mean? man. He's training. There's no way he's not getting fucking pussy. And <laughs> I guarantee his Tinder pick is like him in the fucking octagon <laughs> with like ripped fucking when when he finally has somewhat of yeah. a four pack. You know, right? It's like you getting your hand raised over Johnny Hendricks, and then people, right? Is that, is that what's going on here? <laughs> nah, man, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I guarantee that's what's happening. There's no way. Meanwhile, at like the Laugh Factory, I'm on stage and Kelvin comes and he's late. I'm like, Kelvin uh, uh, came late because he actually couldn't make way for the show. <laughs> no. But come on, there's no I way. You're not that. I remember mean, How old are you now, by the way? I'm going to be 25 on the 24th of this month, actually. Oh, nice. Big party, yeah. Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. Nah, no party for me, man. I got I got a fight to focus on, you know. Now, uh, now I gotta say though, at that press conference, you wouldn't shut up. Uh, everyone kept yeah. asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it's it, all right. Did it bother I didn't you? Get no asked one asked any question. questions. Kelvin. I didn't get asked. I didn't get asked a single question. That's all right. Did that? Did that bother you at all? Or no. Nah, man, I'm flying. I'm, I'm flying under the radar. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel comfortable. Nobody's, you know, I don't feel no pressure. I just feel like I got to do me and and just go in there and perform, and that's what I'm doing. I was hoping someone would show up and be like, uh, "I have a question for Kelvin. Did you order a pizza?" That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, man. No. <laughs> So, so uh, now you're at King's MMA. How's it? How's it training with Jake and Dos Anjos and uh, Bubba and all those killers? Dude, you 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 named it. It's a bunch of killers, man. It's a Shark Tank. You know, there's no easy days. You know, once you go through those doors, you're in for a war. Whether you're you're going with with Jake, you're going with Machida, you're going with other guys, you're going with Hafa Dos Anjos. You know, you're going with world class guys. So. Um, I like the competition. I like how hard we go. I like, I like that it's so hard because it only makes me better. And, you know, a lot of people criticize the gym for whatever reason, but I like it. 
Now, uh, who wins, by the way? Uh, Dos Anjos, Ferguson. Man, Dos Anjos. I mean, how? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be a tough fight, but, you know, and Tony's, Tony's good, too. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And it won't, it won't surprise me if he takes it, but, um, you know, I've got to go with the, with the teammate. Got to go with the teammate, of course, of course. So, okay, so what's your schedule? You're training how many times a day? Me, man, I'm training like two or three times a day. So you're doing 10th Planet separate than Kings or with Kings? Uh, I'm sorry? Are you doing Eddie Bravo, 10th Planet? Man, I, I haven't gotten up there, but I want to. I'm doing um, grappling in, in, at Kings sometimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then also there's a wrestling class we're doing at Church Boys. And that's what I like to, to go do is I like to go do that wrestling practice. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gotcha. And so you just train now, do you have to have a job or are you are you are you all set? No, man, I don't have a job. I'm lucky to be able to just train and and just do this, you know. That's great, man. I'm I'm really happy for you, man. You've always been such a nice guy. You're a good guy, you're a role model. Uh, I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm picking man. you. I don't know about all that, but I'm just trying to keep it all together, just like everybody else. Man. And I'm picking you over, uh, over, 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 cowboy. Honestly, people are saying, I, I, I think, I think, Kelvin, I just think you're too big, uh, too strong. Your wrestling's too good. You can take a punch. I mean, you never even hurt. The only time you've ever been hurt in a fight was against Rick Story, right? That's correct. Uh, and I mean, you just you're coming off a huge win over Johnny Hendricks. I mean, Tyron Woodley landed punches on you and, like, didn't seem to hurt you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm only getting, getting better, I think, and I'm only getting um, more intelligent. And I'm more, I'm, I'm more aware of more things that I wasn't before. I think of things that I didn't think of before. And, <clears throat> you know, it's going to translate over to, to my fighting, and I guarantee it for sure for this fight coming up. Do you have a, new, a nutritionist for this fight? I'm sorry. Do you have a nutritionist for this fight? Same guy, George Lockhart. George Lockhart. Cool. Is he the manager at Domino's? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Kelvin. No. Good. George is awesome. Yeah. Well, Kelvin, good luck, man. Good luck. Uh, I'm going to be in New York that week. I'm going to try to go to the fight. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pay for these tickets. Are you going to go? But uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm going. I'm going to be in New York doing comedy shows that that week, Thursday night at the Cutting Room in New York City. Uh, if you, I know you're going to be training and stuff, but if your family nice. wants, to, but if your family wants to come, uh, which tell days you, are going to be um, there? Um, the Thursday, night, the Thursday before the Garden at the Cutting Room. I will Thursday. take, I will take care of your family and everything. Okay, that'd be nice because they love to go to your shows. I got them. I got them, brother. Well, thanks a lot, awesome, Kelvin. Man. Thank you. Thank you, man, and good talking to you guys, man. Thanks for having me on, as always, brother, and um, I'll see you soon, I guess, man. Take care. Definitely take care. That was Kelvin Gastelum. Wow, he really is Latino. (laughs) What do you mean? He was, like, digging ditches. I mean, he went right down the row of Latino jobs. (laughs) Yeah, that was very Donald Trump of you. That's right. Hey, I'm Mexican. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a quarter Mexican. Yeah. I had all those jobs too. So I mean, uh, how I've do done you... some shitty jobs uh, like that. I've done some some roofing. So. Oh, uh, Kelvin, yeah. is he still on the phone? Did he hear that? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say it during the conversation, but I didn't want to interrupt him. I think it's over. So, how do you see the uh, the Cowboys fight going, with Kelvin? It's a good fight. I think I, I you know what I think. Uh, 
he, you know what? One thing I will say about Kelvin, he's extremely hard to hurt. He's very durable. You know, like he's like it's funny. Chael, I think Chael even said it too. He's like, man, he's just he's he's too tough. Like he he just doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? And, and it makes sense. Yeah, I, I I like him in this fight against Cowboy. Yeah, Cowboy. Like I said, if Cowboy can't hurt him, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long night. That's the thing. I, you know, I think that going up a weight class is is good if like for like a guy like Anthony Johnson. You know, when you're, when you're sucking... That's not going. That's being forced. Right, like. but I think when you suck too much weight, I think we, where it's costing you a performance, it's one thing. Yeah. But when you're not sucking weight and you're just going up a weight class, uh, just likes beer. you could run into some trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? He just likes drinking beers and eating food and going wakeboarding, so fuck it, an extra 15 I think pounds. you made a good point. He doesn't know he's supposed to lose. <laughs> And no, that could be incredibly valuable. That yeah. is, you know what I mean, yeah. right? I mean, if you, if you're, I mean, Cerrone, I mean, Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, this guy's a big name in the UFC. He's had a lot of incredible wins. He was hot for a very long time. Had that one loss, then he started winning again. I mean, uh, you know, if you realize, oh my God, I'm fucking Cowboy. This guy's got so much experience. Like, how can I? But if you don't realize that, that really is your best chance to win. Yeah, but I also think Kelvin's awesome. I mean, so against Johnny Hendricks. Uh, he's just a, he's a. He's, but Hendricks was like overweight. No, he wasn't in this fight. Uh, but oh no, that was the one where he cut really hard. Yeah, but and he looked of, dead in the eyes. The thing about Kelvin is like, he's one of those dudes that's just good at everything. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's good grappler, good wrestler, great dancer, good striker, great dancer. <laughs> uh, kind of like you, Jake. I mean, whereas mm-hmm. like he's not a specialist in one thing. Yeah, right. but he's. I will give you trouble anywhere. Anywhere. Right. And those are the guys that are, I think, really hard to beat. Uh, Especially, you know, uh, and there there are certain guys like that. They're just good at everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dominic Cruz, I think, is that way. Yeah. I mean, Dominic Cruz was a wrestler in high school. I think he, I don't think he wrestled in college, but he was a good wrestler in high school. Mm -hmm. And he's a good boxer. And he's good at, I mean, he's good at everything. Uh, By the way, I can't wait to watch that. Cody No Love, Dominic Cruz fight. I have so many questions about that fight. <laughs> Cody Garbrandt fight? Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's announced yet. It's not announced yet, but wait, no. I think that's what they're saying is going to happen. December 30th, right? right? That's, that's, what, that's the word on the street? That's the word on the street. Word on the street. Uh, there's a lot. There's like a... Interesting fight, though. The 135 division right now. There's just so many guys you could just kind of move yeah. around, go in different places. Well, let's, well, let's just say that fight that's gets made. What, I think that's the one they want to make, but, but now people are saying finally remake that Lineker-Garbrandt fight because it was supposed to happen, and then Lineker got the dengue fever and was that'd out. Be an inter- yeah, that'd be a good fight too. Uh, but let's say... <laughs> Cruz, the dengue but, fever. But let's say yeah. that... Let's Is say that, that what they call it these days? <laughs> let's say that Cruz... I, got, I went to, you know, down to Chinatown and got me that dengue fever. You know? But Dominic Cruz, uh, Garbrandt, I mean... Garbrandt hit so fucking hard. He's, he was like 30 and yeah. one as an amateur boxer. Uh, great wrestler. I think he was a, took place in the state in I think Ohio. He was a national, uh, state, uh, national finalist. Or no, sorry, maybe a California state finalist, something like that. No, Garbrandt was Ohio. 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 I think he, I think he took second or first in the right, state right. of Ohio. I think second, yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing about Dominic Cruz, though, he's so smart. Mm. Is such he really is an interesting fighter, but like ring IQ, ring generalship, fight IQ, mm-hmm. so important in fighting. Those mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't identify that if I had. To. <laughs> you get throw TJ Dillashaw in there too. I mean, you know, you look at like uh, Cody, TJ Lineker. Like they're all, you know, those are all good matchups. Yeah, we'll see. But you see, sometimes like when, when guys commentate, like like I, I thought Cormier did a great job this weekend. Yeah, he did. 
and you you really appreciate how smart of a fighter he mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and then you appreciate how good John Jones is because you look at all these things that Cormier has, which is wrestling, the strength, the fighting, this and that, and he still couldn't beat John Jones. Uh, which also then you then you get mad at how fucking dumb John Jones is or how <laughs> immature John Jones is yeah. because you're like fuck. You, like you're you you don't get to be in your prime more than once. Like it's gonna be oh your prime is gonna go. You have like a three four years of your prime, mm-hmm. and then you know shit catches up to you. And when you're suspended for your prime, or you're kicked out for your prime, or it's just like fuck. It's your it's your own fault. Your own, but you're also robbing. You're gonna be fifty years old looking back. Not being look, I'm forty. Hey, I'm, I'm thirty eight years regret old. Regret is for, one of the worst things you'll have to live with. I'm thirty eight, right? And when I go back to wrestling practice now, mm-hmm. and I wrestle, you know, against these people that like when I was back in the day, and my mind is telling me I see the single leg, I see what I'm supposed to do, but my body's not reacting. That just sucks. And that happens to everybody. Anytime that happened to me, it's usually because the mushrooms kicked in. <laughs> and I'm looking at my hand, it's and it's just it. like turning into a serpent. And I'm like, I can't even fucking move it right now. I mean, Jake, you're lucky it hasn't happened to you yet. I mean, but you're young. Wait, 30? 31. 31? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know I got like, I got a couple of good years. And obviously, it's, it's, it's inevitable. You know what I mean? You hit mid-30s, and things slow down. But I probably, you know, I won't be fighting when I'm 35, though. So 35, right, yeah. done? Yeah. Before then, yeah. That fat Bellator paycheck comes your way? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, got, I, got, I think I got two, a good, really two really good years in. What do you want to do after fighting? I'm not sure. I, you know, I've, I have, I've invested in a couple of companies, so we'll see. I haven't, haven't planned that far ahead. What kind of companies? Um, how much you paid for these companies? <laughs> is it marijuana dispensaries no, or like no, no, a tech company in a restaurant? <laughs> this is Adam Hunter investigative report. <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of these mysterious companies one way or another. Have you Jake Allenberger, do you have anything to say about these mysterious companies? Have you ever invested in companies? <laughs> no, do, <laughs> invested? Co- what? Who do you think I am? I invest in groceries, motherfucker. I'm fucking hand to mouth over here. I'm an artist, a working professional art. I ain't got no investment monies. I'm actually more surprised that you invest in groceries than companies, actually. So, are you, are you a good cook? No, I have a fiance. That's <laughs> she did, did this weekend. My fiance made me eggs, Sunday morning eggs, and then steak for 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 dinner. Chicken for lunch, and then and the whole week the spaghetti in there and, and uh, mushrooms. I'm like I'm just like, damn, dude, unbelievable, right? It's that's nice what, when they really want to treat you right. It's really nice, and, that, that's, that's what and then the kids come along and ruin it, right? Is that right? <laughs> the kid comes along and takes well, all they, that shit away from you, and then she's making baby formula and shit. I think it's that's like, what girls do. They they get you so happy and chubby that you can't leave them. You know, not that I would leave anyway, but even if you wanted to leave, you're like 20 pounds overweight than you when you should have been, and uh, and you're also like, fuck, I don't want to cook for myself. Do, do, do you cook? Or your wife cook? Uh, I, I do a little bit. She she lo- she likes to cook though. She cooks a lot. So. Nice, nice. How's what the, uh? Well, how's your knee? Knee's better. I got to go to physical therapy today. It's two hours. A day. So that's the hardest part. Is two hours yeah, a week. Right. And I drive an hour there, an hour back. Ugh. Pain in the ass, I'm sure. How and how old is your your girl? How old is she? Yeah, 36. Oh, she's older. Yeah, she's a cougar. Nice, more <laughs> like a mountain lion, but that's, that's good. Good work. <laughs> now, uh, I'm, I'm joking. How much does she get paid? <laughs> <laughs> Adam Hunter, get in the bottom of the story. So how old is she? 
Now, now, does your girl, since you get engaged, does she want to have more or less sex, Greg? Uh, it's up to me. It's up to you. It's however much I want. Really? Yeah. But, she, but you could tell she's horny sometimes, right? She's, yeah, absolutely. Like, I kind of blew it this morning. You know how I know she wants to do it in the morning? Is also, She'll get up and she'll go to the restroom, which, of course, everyone does. But she'll come back and she'll have used mouthwash. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> It's get down time. Yeah. That's when you know. That's when I know. Oh, nice. It's one of the. Well, I, that's what I think anyway. So usually for morning sex, obviously not for night, you know that other stuff. But for morning sex, that's usually a pretty good indicator. Dude, dude like my chick is just like I think she's she's twenty six, so she's just like she wants to have sex all like me. I'm the one who's like the old man in the relationship. Yeah. Like I'm of course I'm always down. But it, but it, but it, but it's just like, but like lights off. But it's like, but but I'm like one and go. Like I, I used to. I mean, well, you could do it over and over again. You used back in the day, two, right. two or three. Now it's one, one and out. You? I remember I was with a gal, and she she was like, "I hope you're ready to go again," because I blew in her mouth. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm gonna need 30 minutes. At least, you know, to recharge. And a sandwich. And a sandwich, maybe some Gatorade. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't go. And that was like a while ago. That was probably when I was like, you know, late 30s. Jake, do you go more than in. once in a night or twice, three yeah, times? I'm not talking about this. Yet. I'm <laughs> going to be honest. Thank you. All right. We're going to call Nick Newell. Uh, <laughs> Nick Newell, by the way. Uh, yeah, I remember we, we called him a... Uh, when we had him last time on the show. Yeah, we asked him if he put yeah, his yeah. nub in chicks, remember? And he was cool like, guy, cool guy. Yeah, very cool guy. Nub in chicks. That's got to be hot. Hello, Nick Newell. Hey, this is him. How's it going, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me. I'm here with Jake Ellenberger. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going, guys? Jake was saying he bangs his chick three times a night. We're all very like uh, jealous of him. Uh, and we're here also with, <laughs> with, with D. Greg Wilson. How are you? Nick, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. How, how, are, how are you guys? Good, man. I got, I got engaged. I got the wedding coming up in, uh, in June. Uh, sold a TV show. Uh, that poor girl. Yeah, I know. I know. I, that's, that's, what I, that's just what I think, actually. But uh, you got engaged too, I'm right? I'm sorry. I, it's bad of me to just assume that it's a woman. No. It's, oh, wow. Wow. Hey. This is fucking Nick Uncensored. Uh, Nick, Nick, uh, <laughs> but, you, Nick you, you, you got engaged too, right? Me? No, 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 no. You got the same uh, girlfriend? But I'm I'm with the one. I have a I have a great girl, so. Nice, nice, nice. Now, not engaged uh, yet. Now, how's... Uh, being retired from fighting, uh, it's good. You know, I got some some uh, some things going on. I'm, I'm keeping myself busy. Do you miss it? Uh, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but you know, I, I'm I've been thinking about my uh, my future. You know, and, and certain other things, and I really want to be set up for um, for my future. You know, and uh, so I opened up my own gym, and I've been training people and stuff like that so I'm, I'm staying active i'm uh you know still training all the time i just uh just started a business and like that's like a different type of grind now where now where's your gym uh west haven connecticut west haven connecticut and uh what's it called fighting arts academy ct Fighting Arts Academy, West Haven, Connecticut, if you guys want to go. Now, uh, now, Nick Newell, uh, you're one of the rare guys. You retired uh, early uh, after a win. It was actually pretty shocking, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I just, like, I've been having, like, a bunch of poor performances. I, I felt like I was winning, but I didn't feel like I was, like, doing my best. 
and the same injuries kept coming back and I was just like it was just taking a toll on me mentally and and yeah. you know the the money's good but it's not anything like phenomenal you know so I uh I just I just turned 30 so I was just you know what I'm gonna just move on to something else right now 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 I thought you were uh, but now are you doing any any uh, public speaking <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give a, a speech at like a school, but, um, nothing big, like no, uh, no, um, like big companies or anything like that have asked me to come in, but I do have a presentation. Um, it's, it's a good presentation, you know, but right now I've just been focused on, uh, you know, my gym and, and the movie project coming up. Now, all right, we'll talk about that. So there's an Indiegogo campaign for your movie, right? They're making a movie about, about your life. Yeah, no. yeah, it's um, it, it's basically it's about my my fight career. So like, it goes through my whole life and and then uh, chronicles into my my fight career and obviously uh, when I won the XFC championship. Right. So what's this movie? Where can people find it? Uh, where can people donate to get this made? Yeah, absolutely. How, how much have you raised so far? Yeah, uh, NotoriousNickMovie.com, and then, um, you know, you can check out the Notorious Nick movie Facebook page and Instagram and, and Twitter and all that stuff, and it can show you everything you need to, to donate. Now, how much do you need to make this movie? Uh, well, the more money we get, the better movie we can make. Basically. Right, right, you right. And so the, no matter what, we're going to make it. And um, that's the attitude. That's how you get the movie made. Whatever you will come up with, just go with it. Uh, and the guy who's in the guy who's in charge, he also produced uh, Bloodsport, right? Kickboxer. Yeah, I got a fantastic crew on the project. So um, yeah, one of the producers produced Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Which are pretty much my two favorite martial arts movies ever, like two two of the best movies ever. Um, if you're like an MMA fighter or fan, like you you love those movies. If you're around my age, um, and then we have another guy, Howard Bird, on the project, who's a little more new school. He made he produced Mother's Day um, with Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis, um, and a few other projects. Um, the people that wrote the movie wrote the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is, uh, which I saw, which was very, very chilling movie. Um, definitely, definitely a good movie. So uh, I'm excited. Now you're going to star in this movie, right? I hope so. No, I hope no, so. no, I'm I, not, I, I, no, I'm, I don't want to see Jaden Smith as you with one arm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm only going to, come on. Maybe you a- want to see him with, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm the best guy for the job. You know, um, no one, no one brings my uh, charisma and charm like me. Yeah, so right. That, that would suck. If he makes this movie, and all of a sudden I get an actor who has to, who has to you know, play with one arm, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, you no. know, Magic Mike or whatever his name is, that guy, uh, guy who played Magic. Mike. <laughs> Why are you Daniel waving Tatum. at me like I fucking watched that movie? Yeah, He's like, like you watched it, you tra- jerked yeah, off. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to see. It'll be Rob Kardashian. I don't want to see Channing Tatum as Nick Newell. I want to see Nick Newell in this. Damn Skippy. So, yeah, and besides, like, I'm out here trying to win Oscars, you know. Right, 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 right. Now, who's gonna play your girlfriend in it? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not someone that casts people, you know. Cool. Well, listen, man. I mean, look. I'm a casting agent. 
I mean, you're a guy, you know, you, you were born with half an arm. You, you fucking excelled in high school wrestling. You were a fighter. You were 11 and 2 as a fighter, right? No, uh, 13 and 1. 13 and 1 as a fighter. Get it right, Adam. Yeah, 13, 13 and, and 1 as a okay. fighter. That's great. Uh, I think you could have went to the UFC, honestly. I think, you, I think you were on your way there. Your guillotine was something that no one could get out of. It's fucking insane. Yeah, I, was just, I, I don't know. I don't know if they ever would want to, like, you know. Because before, I, I know they just don't want to take the risk of having that guy with, like, one hand lose, you know. They think it would look bad. So it's, like, stupid politics. I'm unfortunately caught in instead of, like, just going purely by skill. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I thought I think I, I always like watching you fight. I thought it was pretty badass, and, yeah. and and you won most of your you won all your fights except for one. The guy you lost to was yeah. was like the champion. Uh, that 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 guy was was it Justin Gaethje, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had my moments in that fight, but he definitely was a better man. He's he's a savage. So uh, shout out to him. Good job. <laughs> There's a guy, by the way. We were talking about guys in other organizations who would do well in the UFC. Gaethje is a monster. Uh, yeah, Gaethje and Marias out of WSF would do great. Yeah, and so would Lance Palmer. The okay. fuck was that? Are you gargling cum during that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hand me my tube. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the fuck? Anyway, I, I really hope you make this movie. I know I, I did my own Indiegogo campaign. I got up to 13000 and now I'm kind of stuck, but we're making we're gonna make a pilot out of it, I think, and then try to sell it as a TV show. Get on it, but uh, but Nick, man, you're you're an inspiring dude. So uh, definitely. Uh, what are some of the things like that people tell in like the movie? There's got to be conflict. What are some of the conflicts aside from the obvious like, like the fighters that you fight? Um, I mean, I have to deal with the loss of uh, one of my best friends. You know, um, what what happened was we both went to like a, a tryout um, for, it was for the XSC, you get to fight on Access TV, which is like a good break, you know, like you get like a good opportunity. And we were both pro at the time, and I was like, oh man, it'd be fun to try out for. And uh, we went and we made like the finals, and basically at the end they make you like fight with headgear and big gloves, and me and this guy that I went against, we had like a brawl, and he, my my uh, my friend Abby Mestre, he just ran through his opponent and he won like the opportunity to fight on TV, and that was like a a big deal, you know, at the time. And when he passed away in a motorcycle accident, um, I kind of got his opportunity and, and ran with it. Wow, that that's probably that's a great moment in the movie. I mean, in like real life, damn. 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 And then, uh. Yeah, like they called and they're like, hey, I know we can't fight, but would Nick like to fight? And, and you know, I went in and I, I fought and I I won uh, three fights, got a title shot, and then, you know, won the title. So, um, you know, it's like a good story about someone, you know, a friendship, um, obviously, and then an opportunity, you know, an unfortunate opportunity. But I mean, the most of it, obviously, I would rather have it be the other way where he's still around and and i'm you know like i, I would have made it no matter what you know but i i took his opportunity right uh, who's gonna play ray Sefo? yeah what who's gonna play ray Sefo? kevin james kevin james it's free uh, it's free wsof oh really yeah gotcha 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 well listen man good luck with everything brother and congrats on the hot girlfriend uh 
That's the most impressive oh, thing about everything. Thank you. Um, lucky, lucky guy. Nice. How long you guys been together for? She's a lucky girl. Yeah, she's a lucky what? girl. What? How long you guys been together for? Um, two and a half years, almost three years. Oh, nice. So when are you, when are you, you going to pop the question? I don't know. Hopefully she's not listening to this. <laughs> 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 nice. she'll, she'll say scenic <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta pop yeah it. no she's the one though soon well Jake's been with this girl for how long none of your goddamn business thank you Jake alright Jake hasn't well, popped he's like got a lot of dodgeballs today <laughs> Jake hasn't popped the question either so don't worry about it what's the the, the, the other guy that was over here that his girlfriend listened to the podcast and broke up with him. Oh, oh Joe. Because <laughs> she listened. and, and yeah, we were t- yeah. Well, but he, he was talking about her being a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah And no, was, she was a six. Yeah, and he, oh, thought, that that, was he thought that was a good rating. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah but yeah. It, was, it was no big deal. You know, I found another girl on Tinder, <laughs> and it worked out for me. So I got to go to uh, Not Scary Farm with my... <laughs> Male right, cousin. Uh, Nick's still on the phone. We can do this afterwards. Listen, <laughs> listen. That's a good impersonation. That was really good. Listen, Nick Newell, man, you are an inspiring guy. So, where can people donate for this movie? Yeah, so go to notoriousnickmovie.com and then everything will be there. All the links will be there. And actually, if you contribute, um, there's a lot of perks to it. So, you can get like uh, a part in the movie, you can get written on as a producer, get your name in the credits, and then we have like. A bunch of gear and stuff like that that you can get, like t-shirts and stuff. And, Do I get a date you know, with your chick? Anything no. that you donate helps. So even if you give like two dollars, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Nice. All right. How much do I have to donate to play the role of Nick Newell in the movie? Two point five. <laughs> uh, you got it already. Huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, gold as Nick Newell. Like, uh, you know, like maybe like. It'll be called Notorious Dick if he does it. Listen, uh, yeah, Nick. Always right there. Uh, you're a great guy. We're rooting for you, buddy. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime. Take care, brother. All right, that was, that was Nick Newell. Nick Newell, great kid. Yeah, yeah, guy. Although I have to, and this is not, <laughs> you know, but I have to question his choice of going with Notorious Nick because obviously Conor McGregor, you know, is the notorious... Yeah, but he was notorious before Connor has been on the scene. I know, but you know what I mean? Like, most people think of the notorious thing as being Connor's thing. Well, they think of it Biggie Small. Yeah, I was going to say. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, so it's hard to whittle it all the way down. But in MMA, I mean... So what should it be? I don't know, but I mean, it just seems like you're running uphill, you know, if you go with something that people kind of identify with another fighter, yeah. specifically. Yeah, you know, I, I like Nick. He's a good sport, actually. He's that's actually, the only thing. I was he, just thinking that. Nick's a good dude. He's always he's actually. Uh, whenever I make a one arm joke about him, he always retweets it and laughs his ass off. I don't know why you didn't ask him. You know, with all that's the thing. You ask about money, you ask about pussy, and pussy. I don't care. Ask anybody about pussy, but uh, but uh, you didn't ask him if he ever you know uses it as. A, I asked as, him last time. Oh, did you that, as yeah. a dildo? What did he, he say? He said he could break chicks. Like he could really like hurt them. So no, if you wanted to, I if you wanted weird. to, yeah. Well, that sounds... <laughs> Kind of chicks that got weird. It did get kind of weird. Okay, it was a funny interview. It was cool. It was yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going the whole time. I'm like, no, no, oh, yeah, you already l- said it. Yeah, the there. last time. Now, uh, by the way, so if you guys don't know, he's not here today. Our sound guy Joe, uh, he uh, he has his own podcast for forty five minutes where he just talks. And I, I, I didn't here. listen to it but by himself. By himself. Okay. But CB Gold listened to the entire thing yesterday and gave me a report. <laughs> uh, CB, how was it? Actually, Joe is here. Okay. I just want to announce I'm here. 
Uh, I listened to it yesterday. I got bored playing uh, NBA 2K17, so I just turned it on. Some life this guy leads. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a perpetual sixth grader. It's amazing. <laughs> and yet I go home to a bank account filled with money. That's so what I'm, I'm okay saying. Exactly. Like you don't have because of that bank account, you get to live like a sixth grader. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Your grandfather came to this country. <laughs> Sacrificed everything so you could sit around playing video. He games. also came <laughs> in this country, which gave me my mother a reason to have me at the end of the day. So it worked out. Mm. Anyways, I turned okay. it on. It quickly um, dropped to five hundred. <laughs> so was he like discussing foreign policy or yeah, like? No, it yeah, was, yeah, he, yeah. So he started it and he's talking about himself and what his objective <laughs> is with the with the podcast. And then he was talking about his introduction to stand-up comedy. So what's wait, so what's his objective with the podcast? Um, <laughs> to have guests once in a while talk about MMA if he knows enough about the <laughs> event. <laughs> he also, do you know the name of it, Greg? Because it's no. called Wean Dog Radio. What? <laughs> he explains what Wean Dog is. Okay, and what where is- he heard about that. It, he <laughs> go on. He he says it's a term to describe anything, whether good or bad. <laughs> and his example was: I went to In and Out, and that double double was Ween Dog. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right. So then the he pocket. talks about uh, he talks about you know being a huge fan of Joey Diaz. He talks about his first set at an open mic, which, which went week. horribly, horribly wrong. Right. And then he talks about being on the Roasted podcast. How much he loves Adam and respects his work as a comedian. He talks about me, about uh, my MMA knowledge and my place on the podcast. And then he talks again about his and that he wants to start having interviews. He's going to do it once a week. He said if he's slacking, we should tweet him and tell him he's slacking and he'll make an episode. Well, the three of us. <laughs> Every, which, includes, which is literally like 300% of his current audience. <laughs> you making up 100% of his audience and you and I making up the other 200% just by hearing about it secondhand. <laughs> getting the recap from, from, from him. So we're, we're the no, other. And then, Jake, you're now 100% of his audience. <laughs> I'm not going to get this time back. <laughs> not this time. Nope. And then <laughs> it's gone forever. <laughs> he says next episode he's going to have a guy that works in the porn industry, but he actually just sells boner pills. Yeah, that's this is well, that's definitely <laughs> MMA related. <laughs> he's already and it's actually on iTunes. It's on iTunes. Get it on iTunes. I guess you can put anything on iTunes. You can, you I don't you know. Put a, you put a link into iTunes. Like uh, Craigslist, you can just. Post whatever yeah, you post want. Whatever you, want on iTunes. you you put a link about um, from your SoundCloud to iTunes. You put your RSS link, and then after they review it, which means somebody else had Has to listen to it, oh, until no. they doubled his audience. Oh, like, but <laughs> my favorite. Well, what the fuck was I going to say? Shit. There was a part of it that I was absolutely like dying from. It was hilarious, and I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man! But this, this, yeah, I listened to it for forty-two minutes. That's the duration <laughs> wow. of the first show. And <laughs> I don't even, I don't know what to say, Mister Personality. I texted Joe him. Perry. <laughs> I, I texted him immediately and was like, "This could be." Oh, I remember what it was. So he goes on and he goes, "You know, you know me from the MMA Roasted podcast, and most about seventy-five percent of what I say on there is true." Well, actually, no, I'd say about thirty percent, but I have to be honest; it's really like ninety percent. <laughs> I actually, I told Bree, my fiance, about Joe's podcast, uh-huh. and she's like, 
Your henchmen now have podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> Your henchmen. I love it. She called the henchmen. She's like, CB yeah. has a podcast. I got to say, henchmen is probably the right way to describe <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least mine is show. a direct offshoot of MMA Roasted. Yeah, Green Dog Radio, on Give the other on, hand. I, I actually went on your YouTube page, CB, and all the comments were like about how me and you, Greg, are mean to him. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it was that you're an asshole. And then, but... like, I'm an asshole, and Greg is mean to him, and how he needs to leave the podcast. I love that all his supporters are just anti him. Why? Okay. CB has his own like thing, and then somebody said to me, "Don't listen to Adam. He's a peg leg with 13 cats in his bathtub." Because <laughs> <What? laughs> I have one leg, right? And I have 13 cats. I was like, "Fuck this!" Actually, not laughed. anymore. I actually, mean, yeah. actually laughed at that. The I was cat like, man. <laughs> I was yeah, like, your legs out of the brace. You're giving away most of the cats. If so. I have a I, all the cats, but if I have a peg leg with 13 cats, why are you listening? Every week, <laughs> you hate me yeah, so much. I know, much. I know. It's like, <laughs> does your does your fiance like cats? Uh, she liked cats, but we had you know at one point I had seven cats in my apartment oh, because because I had the two here, and then we Why found this earth? cat that was outside. Oh. I was I was pregnant, so we took her in, and then she gave birth. So then we had five. Ca- was so it had- your idea to bring her in, or was it Breeze? It's my idea to bring her into Bree's place, but then because I have two bath, <laughs> because then I have two bathrooms, it quickly became my place. Okay. You know, and then uh, and then you know after a cat gives birth, you can't just give them away; they have to be on the mom's milk for eight weeks. So Shit. that it was like. That was crazy. And then the other cat got upset, so she shit all over my bed oh. and, and, like, protest. But I actually... While you weren't here, so it accumulated I, nicely. Yeah, yeah. I got home from Vegas, a week in Vegas, oh, and I lay on the bed, and then I'm like, something smells weird. I look over <laughs> you the shit I know, he just everywhere. laid right in it, in a bed of shit yeah. and piss, yeah. and he just lays down in it. And he's like, hmm. Something's, I would have drop-kicked the cat. I was so <laughs> fucking pissed. You would have drop-kicked the cat. But, but then I actually... I, I went to that porn place. So I told you that there was a porn... <laughs> There was a porn director. There was a porn director that wanted uh, like loves cats. Yes, you did tell me about this. But I, but I told you I was gonna go. So I actually drove over there to like Chatsworth, right? And I go into this guy's place. His guy's got like six cats, and, and all these rooms where they're like they're filming porn, right? Like just you could tell there's a bed on the ground. And, sure, you know, absolutely. Like, but it's a big house, so I'm like. I was. I'm like, man, should I leave my cat here? Like, I felt bad. Like, what if I come back in a month and she's on coke and fucking like doing lines or right. she's like doing cat porn? And, like this. But uh, but no, he she's actually, doing a big fucking double penetration BBD porn. <laughs> well, this guy is famous for like doing grandma porn, hairy porn. You, like, you come back and she's like shaved in weird places and has too much makeup on her little kitty face, and she's wearing little kitty heels. She's got a bikini on, and she just goes around. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'll tell you, like, because this, this guy, this fifty dollars, this guy Chad Diamond, right? He he was the this guy comes to my show. He's the porn star that like hooked me up with that guy. He's like, hey man, my, my like friend wants uh, wants to know if you have the cat. You have any so, cocaine? So I said, look, he so he, he texts me the day after I dropped him there. He goes, LOL, cat is hiding under the couch. I'm in her a couple days. Jeff will take good care of her. I go, that guy's a trip. He goes, he shot the first midget porno, grannies, and BBWs. Black girls, too, right? I go, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried about leaving the cat there. I'm not sure she's ready for that kind of life. But the other cats seem happy. And then he wrote, he's always home, and he gives lots of attention. So the cat's happy. You know? They're not going to judge. <laughs> Didn't you say at this point that gives you a reason to go back like twice yeah, a week? Yeah, yeah. me and Greg are going to go uh, check on the cat. There's going to be pornos yeah, we everywhere. Are. <laughs> We're going to take all of the cat's favorite things, an eight ball, a <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels, 
It's all for the cat. It's all for the cat. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll share if other people want to partake. But you I've, know, have you ever been to a live porn shoot? No, I'm a decent human being. <laughs> that's complete bullshit. I'm not like you, you yeah, yeah, horrible that's person. That's not true. So I, no, no, no. Listen, I'm being sluts, but when you go off the deep end, you go dirty. If we, dirty got, invi- if we got invited to a porn shoot, would you go? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the one time I got invited, right? So this girl I know, uh, Kaylani Lay, uh, was like, hey, I'm shooting a porno. You want to come? So I, I, me and my friend Jay go. Come in what regard? Watch, right? You want to watch, right? <laughs> so we go there. We didn't realize it was a parody porno of Let's Do the Time Walk. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, what is that? Uh, the gay yeah, Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show. Yeah, it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Horror. Horror with a W? Yeah. Yep. So we go there. So... Uh, we stay there the whole time. They're doing mu- musical numbers. It's like every big porn star, and they're singing and dancing. And then I gotta leave, do a set. So I, I left. I didn't watch any of it. My friend stayed and watched the orgy scene. Uh, and for those of you who aren't here, who are listening to this, I wish you could see Jake Ellenberger's face right now. He's listening to this. Literally, you could see him questioning his life choices. <laughs> In his, he's like, "What the fuck am I sitting through? This is, this is ridiculous. What I'm hearing right now." Jake, you ever been to a porn shoot or no? No, I'm not. No. I'm not. <laughs> and that is you? the official no. answer issued by the state of relationship. Uh, no, I have not. That is my official Have response. you ever had a threesome, CB? No. No? CB, have you ever had a threesome? I've had uh, several. Well, it was really like there were parts of three people there. <laughs> so you can't say it only added up to 1.75. Yeah. But it was from three different people. Okay, cool. So, and, and what did you do to these three people? Well, I filled with the holes that I had created. I don't like to fill, fuck the traditional holes. Yeah. I like to keep like a shoulder piece, <laughs> drill a hole into the armpit, and fuck my way through it. Wow. That sounds I call it making a dick sleeve. I love on I love on the underground forum when somebody posts CB is so creepy, and I'm not sure whether they're talking about him or me. <laughs> I'm like I'm not I don't know I don't see myself being creepy, but this motherfucker right here is super creepy. But maybe they also think that this is me the entire time. You made a dick and his sleeve. His objective is complete. You made a dick sleeve. The best is the worst one. That fighter got mad at you. Eh, I, I know. I, I still that, feel bad about that one. Yeah. Not really, but you know you feel bad. I have to you say feel bad words. to the fighter. You don't feel bad for me. No, I feel bad for you. Okay. I thought I was going to, like, that we were just making the shit jokes, out of me. You know? Yeah. And, and we don't ever, we are always making jokes. Sorry if we Dependent color side. out kind of outside the line sometimes. Yeah. So it's no big deal, but I think I have a new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but can't do Joe unless he's here. It's not fun if he's not here. Really? Because he does me when he. I'm not <laughs> That's here. true. I was going to say, yeah, we do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, but Joe talks, you know, Joe talks like for like three minutes. People don't know Joe's voice. That's true. Yet. They don't know it the Everyone way they knows do. you. I you're think like, they know his voice. I People don't know, are man. tweeting a lot saying, you know, we love Joe or what's his Twitter tag or. Like, well, like please our friend- tell him enjoying 45 minutes of unfiltered Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about whatever bullshit that was. And, uh, <laughs> I can go right ahead. Be our guest. It's good. Every time they listen to you guys' individual shows, MMA Roasted has more value. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> so, uh, Coach uh, Jason Perillo, you ever worked with Jason Perillo? I have. You have? Are you, do you still work with him or no? Uh, no, I don't. I don't, but I, I have worked with him in the past, yeah. So, he says that Bisbing beats Hendo via left high kick. Is that smart for him to say that as his coach, what he's planning on knocking him out with? It's got to be bait. It's got to be bait. That couldn't be the truth plan. It's got, yeah, he wants to defuse the overhand right. 
So it makes him scared that the left kick is coming. Is that true? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's, say, if he's just saying that or if he actually is pulling one over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when Eddie said, I'm not going to fucking wrestle Connor. I'm going to stand with him because I trained with Mark Henry. And I'm like, okay. Eddie's not standing with Connor. I don't think Ex- he will. So then you've answered your own question I here. I think he will. You think Eddie will stand with Connor? Yeah. Really? Initially. Yeah, if he gets tagged, he might shoot, but I think he will. He might. He's pretty, he's quick. I mean, he's... The only thing I worry about that fight is that he's been in so many wars. Where Conor has been in one war, two, the Nate Diaz fights. Mm, I'd still say one. The first fight wasn't really a war. It was him him smashing Nate the first round. Eddie's been in like 30. All of Eddie Alvarez's fights are like... And that's what I worry about a little little bit. It's kind of like with Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley. I do worry that Conor hits so hard... And hits. I mean, he dropped Nate Diaz three times. So if you could drop a yeah, guy at one, Diaz doesn't move his head. He stands right in front of you. Yeah, I don't think Alvarez will stay in front of him. He moves a lot too. You think Alvarez beats him? Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, I think it'll be a, it'll be a good fight. Um, and being a five round fight, fuck, I don't, that's a that's a good one to call. Are you gonna put money on it? I don't know. I haven't really looked at it, but well, luckily would, you have three months to decide. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so weird though, because like <laughs> no, there's one like month. there's oh, like one month. but there's like four events before that, and this two hundred five is overshadowing all of them, yeah. which is well, not because yeah, there's no there's the one pay per view this week, Madison which is Square Garden, decent. Yeah. But I mean, they had to blow it out of the water for two hundred five. You have to, right? I know, but there are other two hundred five is the 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 real two hundred. I was gonna say it's the list they wish they'd had at two hundred. Also, everything uh, they tried to do for two hundred just fell and spe- apart. And speaking of Connor, that's why I'm wondering quick. who's gonna make it actually to the card. Did you hear about this? Announcement that Connor has after 205 that people are speculating that he's retiring. Now, if, if he retires, what will you do? He, if he wins against Eddie and he retires, what will you do? Full body tattoo. <laughs> it will literally, in my eyes. Where the fuck would I have room for a full has, body he tattoo? Five his, his eyes will be my eyes. By the way, Jake, uh, Jake doesn't understand the joke in this. Uh, CB has five McGregor tattoos, two Liddell tattoos. No, I have one Liddell, one Liddell tattoo. An MMA roasted tattoo. Uh, what else? Andale Silva, Mirko Crow Cup. Crow Cup. What? The tattoos. Uh, all different places. All like here's Vandalay. Sweet. Yeah. Where's the roasted one? Back here. <laughs> right on the ass crack. <laughs> the microphone comes up out of his butthole. Where's the roasted? This side? No. no. This side? Oh, yeah, right there. Okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's him getting fisted. <laughs> now, are you going to get a Jake Ellenberger tattoo? Uh, <laughs> Why do you ask me this with every If guess? Jake wins the title. I don't know what the fuck if I'm If Jake getting. wins the title at 170. Yeah, I won't be offended if you don't. Will, will you get a, will you get a, <laughs> you're like, please don't. Uh, by the way, there's uh, It'll be a burger but with yeah, a picture so of if Ellen he retires. Ellenberger. Like, I don't know if that's true. He's not going to retire. I don't th- he might, not- he, it may be time off for a little while, but dude, if he wins the belt and retires as dual weight champion... He's not going to retire. I, th- I don't think he's going to fight much longer, though. Really? Honest. Yeah. So he's made more money in, like, three fights than most guys make in an entire 15-year career. Yeah. He was lucky. He's from Ireland. It's a $40 if, if, million If he was from Rhode year. Island, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Coming up, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Comedy Catch, as well as El Paso, the comic strip in El Paso. And then 
November 10th, I will be in New York City at the Cutting Room. Cutting Room. I don't have comps, guys. You got to buy tickets. Uh, the Cutting Room in New York City. Come, support. Uh, and then uh, I'm also going to be in Arizona, in Scottsdale, as well as uh, some other things coming up, as well as uh, the Funny Bone in Ohio. Um, go to adamhunter.com for all dates. If you enjoyed the show, we are on Tip-A-Fighter. Show us your appreciation. Tip-A-Fighter. <laughs>